welcome to the last 2022 edition of Podcast 572. I'm your host, Kyle. I'm joined with my, as always, my friends, Dan and Matt. Um, we're going to kick it off today. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. Uh, one of our emails today is actually a recommendation on something two of us have been playing. So we will get to that as well. But I'm going to go ahead and start and kick it off with God of War Ragnarok. I finished it. Um, I think when it was all said and done, I put 40 hours into it. And that's doing 75% of the side stuff. Okay. I didn't finish all the side okay. stuff. So okay. um, I I will tell you what I did. Like, I did my review for my YouTube channel. I gave it a B minus, which is probably lower than I think some mm. people gave it. Um, and that is spicy because, review. <laughs> spicy review. And that is because, unfortunately, I think this game suffers with the narrative issues that a lot of Sony sequels have lately, starting with Last of Us Part Two. But Horizon has the same issue where it gets into like wacky territory. Mm. This game, it's not that it's wacky. It's as I said last week, there's a chunk in the middle of this game that just drags and gets to like almost boring level of like, what am I doing? Like fetch quests like galore. Oh, and there's a good chunk of it. You play as the sun doing fetch quests and then it switches to Kratos and another character. And I don't want to spoil who that character is because it's kind of a spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they're doing fetch quests. (laughs) So, um, putting that middle part aside, the end of the game is fantastic and it does set it up for obviously another one, but in a more interesting direction than okay. I thought would happen. Um, I can't talk about that direction cause it's a major spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> um, but it's, this game is very much, if the first game was about starting to prepare your son to grow up, this one is, is basically about finishing his preparation to grow up and, and kind of become a warrior. Sure. Like, you. okay. So, and there's a lot of like Kratos has to Kratos, Kratos in this game, even more so in the first one, has to learn more to be human than he has been in the pa- obviously past games. Not talking about the original trilogy, but <laughs> where he's, you know, very much not human. Well, <laughs> so uh, but it it's it goes in a very fantastic direction towards the end. Once they finally get to the point where you and your son reconnect after being apart for like six to eight hours of this game um once they kind of reconnect the story starts to pick up you actually get through the events of ragnarok um i will say not this isn't a huge this isn't really like a huge spoiler but it's more of a spoiler for last of us part two but last of us part two remember the end of that or i you haven't played the end no of that i didn't play it okay maybe i can't say that then <laughs> i forgot uh-huh. you haven't played that no, game. yeah i haven't got okay the downfall and a problem i have with the last of us part two and if you want to know what that is you can go watch my review on my youtube channel they thankfully they get really close to making that mistake here, but they do not do it. Okay. So at the last second, they, they go, no, we're actually not going in that direction. And I think that makes it better. Um, but it sets up a very interesting potential third sequel. So, which they're going to make another one. This wasn't this the fastest selling God of war game in history. They get sold like 5 million copies. Oh yeah. It was bananas. So, um, is it, is it worth playing? Absolutely is it in my like when i do my youtube stuff it'll be in my top 10 it's just not going to be i mean when i started i was like oh and especially the first couple hours i'm like it's easily going to be the best game i play this year and i'm surprised coming out on the other end of it that it's lower on my list than i would have had it but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not a bad game it's just i think there are some huge narrative issues with it and a lot of that i think also stems from the guy that did the original one in the story 
he's not a part of he didn't do the story for this he basically mm-hmm. gave somebody else three ideas sure i've read like the article a, hey, about this it is now. where like, hey i was thinking it was gonna go to yeah yeah yeah. And then they wrote the story around that. And I think sure. that it's kind of like if you look at the recent Star Wars trilogy of like one person should have overseen all three of those. Or like movies. Mass Effect. where Or Mass Effect, yeah. yeah. One <laughs> Maybe... clearly built into two and then they just kind of abandoned it. Going into three. Exactly. Yeah. So like it's like they they should have, if they, especially if this ends up being a trilogy, it should have one cohesive vision. And it's yeah. clear it's not going to. Oh, it's tough to, it's tough to do because of the time frame for these things, you know? Like, it's harder for a video game because multiple this was, what, years. years? Yeah. yeah, hundreds of people touching it. Like, yeah, it's. So is God of War worth playing? Absolutely. And like, like I said, especially to you, Dan, you haven't played the first one. Go play the first one. Oh, no, I, know. I had to pick. I, to... I will tell you the first one I enjoyed more than the second one, but. Next time, again, next time I'm Arkham craving Asylum. like an action game, I think I'll. I'll if you're it. in the Arkham Asylum mood, yeah, yeah, is what I would tell you. <laughs> um, but that that's my thoughts on God of War Ragnarok. I, I absolutely think you know people should play it. I don't think you should skip it, but I will say, if you don't have a PS5, wait until you get a PS5. It is definitely a showpiece for that system. So, um, next game on my list is one I know both of you've never heard of. Uh, it is called Krampus Kills. i uh i had a I had a credit on the xbox store and my girlfriend loves that krampus movie from 2015 and i looked at it i looked at the the trailer for it i think the game was like it's either 10 or 15 bucks i don't remember but i had a credit and i was like i'll buy it and i'll let her you know play because she likes that um it's one of those like it's a shooter. It's trying to be Doom, but it's too slow to be a Doom game. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts out like you're the kid in the house and, you know, here, oh, go, oh, no, shit got, shit went wrong. Here's Krampus. Right. You got to get out of the house. And then it turns into almost like Doom, where you have, you're going to take Krampus on. So you're like, you get through the sewers of this town. Now I'm in the cemetery at the part I'm at. Krampus is changing, uh, chasing you, but there are other enemies. They do have like the gingerbread men. They have these little like I think they're supposed to be elves, but they look like gremlins um, that, uh-huh. that chase you and stuff. Um, but that being said, like it's not it's not great by by any stretch, but it's not terrible. It's a very middle of the road thing. So and I bought it for her, which she played it for five minutes and then handed me the controller. Like, I'll watch you play, <laughs> which never happens. Right. She never wants to sit and watch me play anything. So I ended up playing a, a chunk of it, but it, it's especially if you like that movie, it definitely shares some similarities to that movie because we just we just rewatched it the other night because we watched it every year. Um, that's our Christmas movie tradition. <laughs> but uh, kind of messed up, dude. Highly recommend watch <laughs> if you've never seen that movie, especially if you like Gremlins. It's like a modern Gremlins, um, but it's okay. I would say it's a game where like I don't think it'll ever come to Game Pass or anything like that. So maybe wait till it's super cheap. It's one of those kind of but games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I briefly tried out because I've had a ton of people tell me to try it. Signalis, which is a retro uh, PS1 era uh, survival horror game. It has kind of the top down view, um, like isometric, but it's tank controls. Um, I've only played like the opening intro of it, so I need to go back to it. But it, I will say like the brief I played of it, it has a very good atmosphere and it has the same kind of like save system that you would expect from that type of game. So um, it's futuristic. It's almost like a cyberpunk. It's almost like a cyberpunk world. But you are uh, you're trapped in like a it, there's a spaceship that you're trapped in and it's and it crash lands 
on like this ice planet. So you're trying to figure out like what's going on on this ice planet. So um, pretty cool. <laughs> I will get back to it. Um, I have also started the Callisto Protocol. Um, I've played two hours of it. Two of the supposed 10 hours because I hear it's really short. Um, I really like what I've played thus far, but I have <laughs> I have one gripe with the game. They did actually patch it. So I got to play this pre-patch and post-patch. Pre-patch, uh, the game's like healing system was really, really slow. Like way, way, way too slow. Like you you, you get injectors. Like I also say this is dead space. Like I'll be, it's just dead space. But when you inject yourself, it's, it takes way too long. They patch that. It's super fast now. So yeah. I can't really complain about that anymore. Um, the melee combat. <laughs> and I, I don't know if you will get this... Uh, I don't know if you're going to get this uh, example, but I know Dan will, uh, Matt. But the okay. combat is like, do you remember Fight Night Round 3? Yeah. When it came out for yeah, Xbox. Yeah, yeah. You you use the two sticks and you, you know, kind of duck dodge back and yeah. inside. Yeah. That's exactly how the melee combat works in this game. I don't. So, like, an enemy will, if an enemy comes at you left, you duck right. If an enemy comes at you right, you duck left or you duck back. It's weird. Uh, it's weird it's, for an action game like for a boxing game it works but uh, um, yeah. it doesn't work like that when you use guns or anything like that but even still like, that's a, a weird way to go a to big melee part, yeah melee is a big part of this game so um, it's spooky it's weird like uh, also the main character you play as is I believe he did the voice capture or he did the voice obviously there's a voice I think he did the mocap too that Josh Dumal guy you know who that is right the actor yeah yeah Okay, that's the main character of this game. That kind of amazed oh. me. I didn't know that going in. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. Uh, and he's, that. he's a good actor. So, and he does a good job. But like the story set up for this game is like you're a you're a freighter. You drop some freight off on this prison planet. These other people try to hijack you when you're leaving. You end up crashing back on the planet along with those people that try to hijack you. And in oh. the confusion, everybody gets arrested and put in this prison. So you get through like a pretty nasty like how you get put in prison. They they inject you with some weird chip thing so you can't leave or you'll blow up, kind of a thing. And then shit goes crazy in the in, in the building. And there's there's some sort of uh, I'd almost liken it to like the thing. There's some sort of element that's like turning people into creatures like the thing. So okay. that's that's basically the setup of the game. Like I said, I'm about two hours into it, but it has a really good atmosphere. You just have to get by that melee and i think that's where a lot of people scored it lower because they couldn't get past that sure so that it's weird like and when i started playing i'm like oh this this just doesn't seem like you would do this in 2022 so but uh <clears throat> i don't know it, it works for me and then the last thing that i played before we'll talk about the big thing uh just and i'll only talk about it briefly but uh vampire survivors first dlc came out on thursday Ooh. it's a dollar 79 it adds one huge new map, eight new characters that you have to unlock and 12 new weapons. And the new weapons are cool. Um, I have already unlocked the first character on that map. I played the map. Map's really cool. It's like, um, it's like a, it's set uh, kind of like in a Chinese temple, like ancient Chinese temple. And then it's uh, snowy. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. But there's all sorts of weird enemies. So really really cool i know you've played that too matt so you'll you can talk about it in a minute as well but really good dlc again it's a dollar 79 i mean so, for that price point it, you can't it's totally so cheap. crazy like how just like cheap the game is and cheap the dlc like <laughs> my xbox friends list i think it last i looked it's like 20 people on my friends list are playing that game i've had multiple people like, tell me about in, it 
out of the mm-hmm. blue, like without unprompted. Exactly. Yeah. So the big game of the week, and both Matt and I have played it. We actually got an email on it, so I'm going to read it real quick. Let me dig it up here. Uh, we got the game recommendation on it. Uh, this comes from Charlie from Fort Worth, Texas. He says, hey, guys, love the podcast. I have a game recommendation this week for y'all, and it's high on life. I've been playing a lot of it, and I found it to be surprisingly fun and funny at the same time. I'm not a huge fan of Rick and Morty and that style of humor, but I feel it does fit the game. It's also great seeing a single-player story-focused game that's exclusive to the Xbox and on Game Pass. Have any of you tried it, and what do you all think? So, um, I'll be honest when I start. I'll start this by saying, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Rick and Morty humor. I don't want, I've maybe watched like an episode of the show. It's not for me. And it's more of like, I think the uh, like community around that is just so over the top. You know, you know, I don't really care for it either. I think I watched like the first two and was just like, I I can't. It's just a very abrasive. But I like stuff in that, in that Mm -hmm. like genre, like, you know, I love, I've been watching South Park forever. Exactly. Simpsons and even Family Guy pushes that. So you would think I'd be into it, especially since it's like sci-fi type stuff, but (sighs) There was so something I wasn't about gonna, it. Yeah. I wasn't going to play this game at all. My girlfriend saw the trailers and stuff at E3 time or whenever. I was like, if she wants to play it, she likes Rick and Morty. She's seen some of the episodes. I don't know when she's watching it. She's not watching it with me. But um, <laughs> she likes it. She, she wants to play the game. I'm like, all right. And I had it sitting on my system the other day. And I, th- I and that's what I thought to myself, much like the email. I was like, you know, when's the last time an exclusive Xbox game has come out that's unique and different? It's been a while. I should probably just see what this game's about. Like, I'm kind of put my put my, you know, notions about Rick and Morty aside and just see. So I will say this game, like the the humor can wear thin on me a bit just because the guns do talk a bit too much. But um, the intro is the, the intro of this game. I've seen it twice now because I made her start it. Well, so I can see the intro again is the best intro I've seen in a game this year. <laughs> it is you start. So the when the game starts. And maybe this will sell you on the game, Dan. You are playing a retro Doom-like game. It's a made-up character. I think his name's like Buck Hyperspace or something like that. And when you start, the guy the guy that's giving you the tutorial is your divorce lawyer. Oh, okay. So when you start, he's just like, hey, Buck, we got to get in here. Yeah, your ex-wife's taking over the planet, and she's got like uh, all these uh, alien boyfriends that are going to come destroy you. We got to do it, Buck. You got to get in there, Buck. And like he just keeps talking to you as you go through. You got to duck. You got to duck, Buck. This is the second game. You know how to duck, right? Like, and he'll keep talking to you. There's one part. He's like, you got to double jump here. So you go to double jump and you just fail. He goes, oh, shit. They didn't put the double jump in the game. You're going to have to crouch now, Buck. <laughs> like, and he just keeps talking to you. They get to the point where it, it just it goes out out of control. And I was like, it's a great intro. And it kind of pans back. And then you realize, like, the story of the game is you're you're a teenage kid. You have a teenage sister. Uh, it's kind of fucked up. Like the first thing in the game, when you get out there is your teenage sister offers you cocaine. <laughs> and that's how you, that's how you, you look into like the little like mirror thing she's using to divide the cocaine. That's how you pick what your character looks like, but you don't actually do the cocaine. Sure. You're just like, no, no thanks or whatever. And she talks about having a party. And then all of a sudden there's this big boom. You go outside and these aliens show up and you cannot understand what they're saying. So they kind of like talk to this one alien. They end up killing him. He dies. They disappear. And you run up and you get the gun and then the gun starts talking. And that's that's basically how the game starts. And they, the talking gun explains you what's going to happen. And then the aliens start invading and you end up you end up transporting your, your house to the alien planet. 
and they basically i don't at this point i if i remember correctly i think earth is just fucked sure yeah. <laughs> like i think they even say it, like earth's fucked you got to get out of here yeah so <laughs> you get to like the alien planet and then you're basically a bounty hunter you're doing different bounties for like different uh there's an ex-bounty hunter you talk to him you get his suit and then you have to go do different bounties you're hunting down different aliens but the whole point of it is it eventually you're going to take down this like I think they're called like the G3 clan or something, but they're the people that were taking over earth. And the whole point of them taking over earth is because they take humans and they smoke them as drugs. Oh, That's why the game is called high on life. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and that's exactly where the game goes. I will also say like, I'm not as far as my girlfriend. She's played more of it than I have, but she got, um, the one gun that is voiced by that JB smooth guy. Okay. You know who that is, right? Yeah. yeah. He was in that doomed uh, blockbuster show. Yeah, he's fantastic in this. He's fantastic in this. So, but you know, you get your regular pistol. There's a knife that talks too much. Like that part of the game where I kind of wore thin on me is like the gun and the knife are talking at the same time. I'm like, this is getting out of control. Mm, Yeah. Um, You can actually turn down the frequency of how much they talk. I haven't tried that yet, but I'm curious too. So, Um, it's not terrible. Like, it's not bad. And like, I'll, I'll say for, again, a system that doesn't get very many exclusive games this is not terrible. And it kind of reminds me of like early original Xbox era. Like here's some wacky thing. We're just going to put it out and see, uh, you know how it does. And it seems like it's done pretty well thus far. So, um, but I'm enjoying it. I'll finish it. Um, I honestly, I'll probably finish it before I go back to Callista protocol. Cause I don't think it's a very long game either. Um, with that, I will turn it over to you, Matt. You played some as well, so I'll let you talk yeah. about it. Yeah, so, I mean, in the same aspect, I mean, I, I think the intro was pretty dope. And, um, like, the story so far isn't a horrible one. It's not uh, terrible, no. It, it makes perfect sense as far as, like, what you're doing and, like, how you're going about it. So, I feel like <clears throat> it's a pretty... It, for for all the games that we have right now, all of them are so serious. It like helps kind of break it up as far as like what to play. That's just kind of goofy and fun to shoot around and stuff. Yeah. Um, now I will say I did play it pre patch and post patch. <laughs> yeah, I did so not. So you can talk I about actually, that. Actually, yeah, I started the game the the morning it dropped, and it was so super sluggish. So like I went through the intro and like. It was just slow moving, and I was like, I was like, man, I don't think I'm gonna be able to play this if this is how it is. And then, like, you told me the patch came out during, work, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, dope. You know, I'll just go ahead and keep doing this. And so, pre-patch, the game was actually running at like 40 frames or something. Yeah. And what I told Matt is like, there were the the guy at Digital Foundry was actually getting a video ready to put out, and the people that make this game put out a patch to fix that. It works flawlessly now to the point that yeah. that guy, I've never seen this happen. The guy's like, I'm not even going to put this video out. There's no point. Like yeah. the game's fixed. So it, it, it's nice it, to see that in an era where you have to wait a couple weeks. The fact that it happened day one is pretty cool. Yeah. I think it was pretty dope itself. Um, I'm probably, I'm probably not as far as your girlfriend is on the game. I think I am going into the second bounty. I was really hoping this vacation I would get more done, um, but that has not happened the way I was hoping it would go through. Um, but in any case, I did play more of it. I I know this is our last show, so my goal is to finish <laughs> Have that, it done when we come back mid-January. that and Scorn. <laughs> okay. Before we come back January time. It's a good goal. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm going to tackle both of those. <clears throat> but I mean, from what I've been playing of it, it's fun. 
Um, the gameplay so far can be a little repetitive because I feel like the the villains are kind of the same. But yeah, I'm not too too far into it, so I'm kind of staying open minded with it. Sure. Uh, I I personally enjoy the knife. I think Stabby is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, the gun, I forgot his name, but he can be kind of oh, annoying. I think I it's the high-pitched tone of him Yeah, that I'm not a big fan of. It's that typical Rick and Morty, like, un- like un- I call it, like, uncertain humor, where it's like, yeah. hey, I-, I don't really know why I'm here, but I'm, I'm going to drag you to go there. Like, it's yeah. it's that type of voice, and, like, that can wear thin on you after a while. Yeah. But, um, like I said, it's I've enjoyed it. I think it's fun. Uh, my goal is to definitely finish it while we're on this little break. Um. And kind of go from there. I did also play a little bit of the Vampire Survivors DLC. Mm-hmm. I need to definitely play more of it. <laughs> uh, the, the new level though is pretty dope. I do like it. I think it's pretty cool. Um, it's it's really then, good. Yeah, and then I actually jumped into Pokemon Scarlet. Okay, uh, yeah. Tell I me about, about that. an hour and a half of that. It's not like Arceus. You know how in Arceus you were literally running around. Oh, I don't know if you guys played it. I but played the first, like, 20 minutes. Of I know about it. So you were literally running around, and when you were running a Pokemon, you could throw your balls at them, or you could yeah. choose to fight them. This one kind of feels like they kind of made it middle ground, where it's like okay. Pokemon Sword and Shield, how you have to, like, when you walk up to them, you, like, engage in the actual right. uh, Pokemon fight, and then you can choose to, to, like, you know, throw your Pokeball at them and catch them, or not, if you really don't want to. So I I kind of like it because it's still open world, but it still kind of gives you that like little control environment. So you're not kind of okay. like everywhere with it. I haven't run into any like issues with it yet. Like the how it runs or any clipping issues or anything? Yeah, I haven't run into anything big or serious um, so far. I am probably only about an hour and a half into it. Okay. So I'm not too, too far into it. You know, I picked your Pokemon. You're kind of going through. So you're the new trainer. You're starting a new school. And that's kind of what the the beginning part of it is. It's like, you know, getting used to the, the battle system, the yeah Pokemon that are around and that kind of stuff. So I, I think it's uh, pretty cool so far. But um, I am going to also try to play more of that, too, so I could talk more on it. When we yeah, get for sure. Yeah. Uh, but so far, what I've played hasn't been horrible. Okay. Um, it does make me want to go back and finish out Arceus because I was—I okay. probably maybe played like three and a half hours of Arceus before I stopped playing that. And I think I do want to go back and try to play more of that too. Um, but I, I, I have enjoyed so far what I've played of it. I can say. Okay. That. Well, that's. Good. Did you get any kind of patch when you started the game? Yes. Okay, I did so they that. may I did have already patched one. some of the issues that game had already, too. Yeah. I haven't, so it wasn't like, too, too deeply followed it, so I don't know, but it's definitely possible. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, I th- I do know, like, when I did start, it did ask me to download a new uh, update, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I was like, yeah, whatever, we'll do that. Okay. Is that does that wrap that, you up? That's then? it for me. Yep. All right. Well, we'll we'll turn it to Dan because you played another hot release that neither of us have played. Yeah. Completion. It sounds like. Yes. So I finished it uh, last night, but I've I've picked up and I've played through the entirety of Midnight Suns, that new like Marvel XCOM game. Um, 
Yeah, which looks really good. It's really good. It's really good. Like I was when they were in first announced it, then they were kind of like as they leaked more information. I was like, I don't even know. Well, got delayed a couple. What times, it's going to be like? It, it got like, delayed. Uh, the roster seemed kind of weird, and then it turned out that it was XCOM, but it was card based. It's not really like you know moving people around and doing it like that. And uh, so I was like, you know what though? I love Marvel stuff. I love XCOM stuff. Let's give it a shot. And I was mm-hmm. I was hooked pretty much immediately. Like it, it kind of throws you in right away. You get okay. like a little okay. tutorial battle. The card system, while it seems. <clears throat> Like it might be annoying. It's actually really, really good. And the, as you go on, you earn more cards and you can like merge the cards to upgrade them. Okay. And so on and so on and so on. So you can really get to like each character has like an eight card deck. And then you pick three characters and missions. So their decks kind of mixed together and then you draw cards every turn. Um, okay. When you get towards the end, you can really make decks that are insane where you get to okay. go because normally you only get to go like three times around or whatever. But you yeah. can get it where doing a certain card a certain way like gives you a turn back so you can okay. you can go like eight nine ten times a turn and and if That's, you really know what you're yeah. doing like knocking people around the arena um the story is really good uh it all makes sense it's split up into like three chapters and um who's the best character in the game you know what it's it's normally in a game like this i would say you pick like the three people you really like and you tend to stick okay. with them you know, yeah. in this game, sure. that's in this game. That's not really true. I, everybody kind of has their strengths and weaknesses. Like, okay, it's um, it's kind of weird. Like, I really found myself using everybody a lot. That's um, cool. And because the game also has a system built in for like you can have friendships with these people. And as you build up friendships, you unlock better cards. So it really pays yeah. to like spend time with each of them, take them on missions, interact with them like give them gifts, all this kind of stuff. It seems stupid because it's kind of like a dating sim, but it's actually really good. And you learn a lot more about the characters, like their backstory from like Marvel comics. Cause it's got some weird one-off people. You, you may not have sure ever like come across as like a casual fan, but, um, but then of course it's got Captain America and Iron Man and Spider-Man. So is Blade in it or is he? Oh yeah. He's a main character. Blade's in it. Yeah. The DLC people are Venom, Deadpool, Morbius and Morbius. somebody else, I think. Um, There's like one other person, I think. Yeah. yeah, I forget who it is. You, it's weird because Venom, like you come across him. He's a he's a, a villain in the game, like pretty early sure. on. But um, so are a couple other characters that you end up getting. So it's not really that surprising that they can just add him to the, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. I'm hoping that the, with the addition of these characters, it'll be like extra story mission like content type stuff. That's what I would hope. Um, just yeah. because it really would work because you would just go do, do different like missions and stuff with them. Because yeah. the mission board is kind of laid out like, oh, I want to do this mission. You have to bring Iron Man and then you can pick the other two people you want um okay. what's cool is like so you make a character called the hunter like in the beginning and the story's all about your character you don't okay. have to bring them on every mission like even though you're them you could if you want to be iron man cap and spider-man you can be if you want to um but i i t- I, I picked the hunter for every battle just because i really felt like that was kind of the point of the story okay um each mission has like there's different goals where it's like either defeat everybody or survive a certain amount of t- waves or capture this person or destroy this truck or or whatever they're they're really basic kind of things but as the game goes on like the enemies definitely get crazier um it probably took me around 45 hours to really finish everything um the game also has this really cool part of it where 
you're in what's called the Abbey. It's like your headquarters. But there's also like grounds around the Abbey that you can go off and explore. And you and they're like little puzzles to get um, chests open that give is you it, like costumes like and the, all stuff. Is it kind of like the crib from Mortal Kombat? That's the closest thing I would equate the it to. New, okay. Yeah, it's That's like cool. you're you're running around solving puzzles. There's no enemies or anything out there. It's more yeah. about like the environment and um, using these like secret power words you get to open areas. And again, it kind of progresses on its own aside from the story. But there's a benefit okay. to it because you can find. Um, ingredients scattered around like plants and stuff that eventually you get the ability to like craft the plants into cards or, okay. or other things like that that's cool um and then the card certain those are like one-off cards like you're in a mission that'll be like give me two extra moves and you can use it and you get two extra moves in the battle uh it's it's really crazy like how actually good it is now that being said i ran into multiple bugs um yeah. And which, by all accounts, they fixed the most glaring one, which was if you tried to manually save over an auto save, it would just crash the game. <laughs> oh, uh, it would literally just it would literally sit there for like 30 seconds and then it would just okay. be like, nah, never mind. It would crash out to the thing and said, do you want to send a report? The one night I lost like two hours of progress. That's and I was like, ooh, because the auto save system, not great. Um, okay. That seems like it's fixed. Uh, I had another weird one the other night where all of a sudden – everything went shades of yellow like just okay. just not everything was like yellow that's weird i just i don't yeah. know what happened it was during the end of a mission and then when i luckily when i got out of it it was gone um so that was weird uh i had another weird crash where like there's a uh like a sparring thing you could do daily you pick someone to spar against okay. and they get a boost for the next mission they go on um if i tried to spar with wolverine right after i unlocked him it just crashed the game uh, no matter what. So it's like, okay, maybe I won't spar with Wolverine for a little bit. Um, but ever since they did a patch and ever since then, I really have not run into anything like game breaking. Right. Um, part of it thinks, I, I think the game doesn't like rest mode very much mm-hmm. because it's always when it boots back out of rest mode, it's very slow. Like it, it do chugs. You, do you use rest mode? I say I don't use rest mode on my PS5 very often. So. I do just because it's, it's the game I'm actively playing. So I might as well leave it open, but this okay. game, this game doesn't like it. Um, but as you know, star ocean before didn't seem to care. So I think it's just, there's a lot going on in this game at all times. The only real downside I had with like the story and the gameplay is the final boss battle is kind of like a boss rush kind of a thing. Uh, and it takes, it took over an hour and a half just for like one thing. Well, cause you, it's, it's constantly like do this to get to the next part, to get to the next part, to get to the next part. Um, there's a there's a cool mechanic with that last fight where this isn't really a spoiler, but depending on the people you've spent the most time with throughout the game, those are the people that help you the most at the end. That's cool. So it's kind of neat because it kind of there's a payoff, I guess, to to how yeah. you played the game. Um, okay. And then, you know, me like I'm going I got you can get every trophy in one playthrough except one uh, <laughs> because there's a like light side, dark side path. Where like or answers oh. you pick are light or dark, and then right. you get cards that are light or dark, and the more you use those, the more points so you get. Do you have to do a full okay. second playthrough? You don't have to do a full one. There's a new game plus, which I'm right. running That's right cool. now to do the dark picks, but uh, it's still going to take a while because those options don't come up that often. Yeah, and uh, the new game plus is weird because you don't keep levels or cards; you just have everybody unlocked and all your customizable and your friendship levels. 
So it's a little weird. Uh, it doesn't really said, uh, feel DLC's like a new game plus. I don't know. I'm Have probably I don't. They haven't said anything, but probably a couple months. I would guess is when they start rolling it out. But I might wait for all four of them to come out and then just maybe do. Oh, there's four. The okay. other. I, I haven't paid attention run. to what it is. There's four other characters other than the characters. Yeah. So. so um, I might just wait until they all come out and then maybe do another run because I don't know if I necessarily want to run through just a dark run. Yeah. Skipping it yeah. right now. Um, but it's, it's really good. I am surprised at how good it was. Um, they should totally make another one of these and just change out the people <laughs> that are in it. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's great. And it's the kind of thing where maybe you don't want to pay full price if you're not a big like strategy person, but it'll be on sale pretty be on sale pretty soon it'll be 40 bucks at some especially point. It's, it's, totally it's worth it. even with having marvel characters it's a niche style game yeah because like, it's not it's not gonna appeal to everybody it's not even ultimate alliance you know you're not running around punching dudes you're making yeah. strategical decisions about like if i and hit I this guy it'll knock off. back into a certain thing yeah it's not hard by any means like you can play through it on um normal i think there's even like a story difficulty where it's like you just want to see what it's like you know how games <laughs> yeah do that. most games do that yeah. yeah but then this thing also has like 10 difficult other difficulty levels above normal and it kind of like unlocks them as you go it's like you can play this version now or this version now i just never bothered because not that i don't Probably think the game is hard would make it significantly harder i just don't necessarily want to invest that much more time <laughs> into a battle for 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 the same rewards essentially like you get a little bit more hero xp but the yeah. but the level cap is 25 and you'll hit that by the end if you're doing side missions it's not hard uh-huh. um yeah great game super i i was impressed with it even though i knew i would like it right away but it, it's still better than i thought it would be uh and then the only other thing i played and we talked about this a little while ago where i bought it was <laughs> I finally started Babylon's Fall just because my buddy and I are, are going to try to get this platinum Isn't by it February this February twenty eighth is when it's supposed to go down. Boy, um, does it seem obtainable though? Yes. Okay. Uh, because it is essentially play through the story, uh, oh, and then there's a couple things you got to do after. Um, surprisingly enough, when he and I got on, there were like three or four other people playing, which I would assume are all. This- they're doing the same thing. They're doing the same thing. One guy joined one of our missions when we did it, and um, <laughs> having three people as opposed to two makes it infinitely easier uh, sure. to get through a mission. The biggest problem I have with this game, other than the fact that it looks like garbage, is uh, it looks like it looks like absolute trash. Is it, it's a PS4 game, and it's not actually a PS4. Uh, game. Oh yeah, I I wouldn't even call it a PS4 game to be fair. <laughs> it's a PS3 game. PS3 ish. It is slow. Like slow okay. as fuck. It's a platinum game and it's so slow. Your character right, just feels yeah. you, everything just feels heavy. Um, like the attacking feels heavy, the moving feels heavy. Um it what it really reminded me of is this is a weird comp, but it reminds me of Strangers of Paradise, but if it was like even slower and like smaller. <laughs> and like I like Strangers of Paradise enough, but it's it's literally just like you you get into a level at point A and you fight to point B and then maybe there's a boss. That's all it yeah. is. But at least in Strangers of Paradise, I think there's multiple ways to go and like there's hidden stuff to find. This is literally point A to point B, fight this awful boss. And um, <laughs> it's just everything about it is bad. Like this, I if there's a story, I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> the the combat is not intuitive. It. Uh, 
like getting new gear. It's just a typical thing. It's like this has power 16. This has power 17. This has power 18. But then again, they've all got like different modifiers and stuff on it. So it's like, is it really better? Who knows? So, but for our purposes, it's literally just put on the thing with the highest number and keep moving. Um, yeah. We we got through, I think, percentage-wise, we're 22% through already through, after like one session. So I, I it can be done. Like we've got, you know, a little I mean, around down two the road, it, it might be a pretty rare platinum to have. Uh, it's funny. Because... It's funny because like overall, it, that's based on how many people have played the game in general. So it might not be. Just because anybody that many people have played this, no, because not that many people have. Oh, so I see. It might not be okay. rare just because not that many people have, and those that did are mm. doing it just to get it done before it shuts off. But it'll just be a funny game to have. Another, you know, it's another game that goes on the shelf where I have where it's either been like recalled or shut off, or you know, it's a relic of days past when uh, physical games mattered and there, everything wasn't online all the time. Destiny, you know, Destiny's was, gonna be like that someday. What was the failed Borderlands game? Which remember one? the people that remember the people that made Borderlands made it came out right before oh Battleborn that's what I was thinking of yeah 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 there's that there was um I don't think I have a copy of that no remember remember uh, all points bulletin for PC mm-hmm. I have a physical PC copy of that game um just like random stuff like that it's 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 gonna go away and it's just it'll be fun to be able to look at my trophy list and be like wow a platinum for babylon's fall what? i did that for some reason well now that midnight suns is pretty much done what's next uh crisis what are you core. looking at it's sitting oh yeah it's sitting right, right yeah. here like, I, have that too. I got my copy too dying so, to yeah. dying to play it but i was like if i yeah. start that now i'm not gonna finish midnight suns anytime soon yeah so i gotta do this first and then uh i still have star ocean cleanup i gotta do but crisis core is going in the system probably tomorrow yeah so. no i i i need to i want to play crisis yeah. core too so yeah, yeah. it's sitting here um well that kind of wraps up what we've been playing we can jump into the news we're going to start with the game all the game awards stuff um game awards we we don't really need to go over too much like what won or anything like that it's pretty obvious the the games that won stuff like the most important awards are kind of what you expected um elden ring was game of the year Mm -hmm. it was really down to that it was down to that and god of war like everybody knew yeah, uh, you know, God of War won a bunch of things. That Christopher Judge guy that does Kratos, and she does a tremendous job as that voice. He won. He talked way too long. He was giving away some Steam <laughs> um, decks, man. What the the bigger want? thing about, I think the bigger thing this year, he was giving Steam decks that neither of us won. Now, nobody won a Steam deck um, that I know of, so. You know, but Milf Hunter won. Milf Hunter one, so won. Everybody should be happy, right? Um, but yeah, no, like, the thing I'll say about it this year is like, I don't remember in the past them really playing people off, but this year he kind of started that trend, and then yeah. there was a trend through the rest of the. Well, show. he he made everybody else pay for it because he went you know eight minutes long. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then I'm sure you know Jeff Q sitting aside like we need to get him off the stage. <laughs> Steam decks. It's funny. <laughs> so. it's, fu- it's funny because I really felt like I was like, man, are they gonna play him off? Do they even have like a contingency plan for this? Uh, yeah. And then five minutes later, the music started playing. So like, you probably should have started playing that. A little earlier. Pretty early. Like, I get that he's excited and he won and stuff and he's grateful, but like, he just was rambling. Well, like, it, it didn't not, help. Halfway it also through, didn't nothing made any his, sense. It also did not help his cause that Al Pacino is who like introduced that. And like, Al Pacino had no fucking idea I where just, he was. He was smashed. He was one of many people that night presenting who did not were, know they were. Yeah. But he even more so is like, he's, I mean, he basically came out as like, I don't even like video games, but my kids do. Um, It's just, it was weird. So. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, basically everything that you thought was going to win an award, won an award. They did the same thing they've been doing in previous years where they rattle off like six awards and then show you a bunch of trailers and then rattle six more off. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. to the point where a lot of the awards don't even really seem like they matter. Um, and they could probably cut some awards from that show. I like, think they could. Like, I'm just looking at the list here. There's like over 20. Yeah. And like, I don't feel like that awards, they need that many. The Oscars doesn't even have that many anymore. Yeah. So. Like the community um, stuff, like I get it, but that could probably go. Or it could yeah. be a pre-show thing. Yeah. Or that could all be pre-show. Like the fact that exactly. they were giving out actual awards during the pre-show is like, then why is this a pre-show? Crazy. Exactly. What is the point? What is the differentiating these two things? Yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll go through the more important thing is we'll go through the uh, announcements. Uh, we do. <laughs> I will read one email when we're done with the announcements here that fits into the game awards. Um, but uh, there were some pre-show announcements too. Uh, I think the coolest one of those other than you can get uh, vampire survivors for free on phones, but I will tell you, I've tried the phone version. It's not great. <laughs> it, it is only touch control. So, and I don't like touch controls, but if that's your jam, you can play the game that way. So, and it's free. It's the entire game for free. Not that that game is very expensive, but uh, the dead cells thing was probably the most important thing I saw here, which is they're doing a Castlevania DLC, which makes sense given what dead cells kind of plays like. Well, yeah. And yeah. the theme of that game. So that's pretty cool. That's something I'll play. Um, they also showed like, I think there were, there was a new Hellboy, a Hellboy game. Uh, again, these were kind of some of the smaller announcements. Yeah. Uh, new trailer for that replace game. That was a Game Pass game they were talking about a while ago. Um, just just really small things. But then we'll we'll kick off to the main show here. So um, I thought this one was kind of funny and ironic. So Supergiant Games is just making a sequel to Hades. This is a studio I mean, who very famously has said we'll never make a sequel to one of our games. But hey, except for the most popular one, this yeah. yeah, let's do that. Um, whatever. Hades is a really good game, so that's cool. Um, we finally got our Bioshock 4 trailer, which is just another Bioshock-like game from Ken Levine called Judas. Um, it looks cool. I don't I don't really have much more to say. It's just a game I would like to just play. It's, it's much like the previous Bioshock games. I don't really need much more to sell me on it. I'd rather just play it when it comes out. So, like, the trailer they showed there looks really cool. Um, I think I mentioned this one to you, Dan, because it just looked weird. Uh, Destiny 2's, like, latest expansion looks really bizarre it doesn't like, look like destiny right it looks like just some generic free-to-play game now which i guess uh that's kind of where it is <laughs> but it just looked bizarre considering how much they put into the environments and stuff in that game yeah this doesn't look like that this looks like something they quickly threw together it's weird it some, like, looks like a different genre of game it's really bizarre yeah. um probably the hardest announcement here uh suicide squad did get a release date We'll see if it keeps its May 26th release date. But uh, yeah, sure. the cool part about it is Kevin Conroy. This will be his final appearance as Batman. He recorded it a couple months ago before he passed. Uh, really, really cool to have that as his final performance. Uh, it made my girlfriend go from, I'm not going to play this Suicide Squad game to, well, I guess I have to now. So because she doesn't really <laughs> care about it because you're not playing as Batman, but she wants to see that. So, um, But that it has a date. We'll see if it keeps that date. I'm up in the air on if it will or not um star wars uh jedi survivor launches in march i believe it's march 16th march 17th something like that uh looks awesome so i really like that last game that came out i'm glad that um that studio that made titanfall i can't think of their name off the top of my respawn? head but they respawn i love titanfall i'm glad they well, I mean, still can make really something good. that's single yes. player so and they yeah. used a lot of that wall running mechanics in jedi 
in the last Jedi game. So you'll be able to do that again here. Um, really good game. I hope this one's, I'm going to replay the first one. I think like January, February, just to remember. It's just, it's cool that they're actually making an actual sequel to a star Wars game. And it's, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and it's got that dude that, um, he was in shameless. He, uh, was the Joker yeah. on Gotham. He's Cameron a really good Martin. actor. Yeah, he's he, cool. He seems like he really likes playing that character. So, uh, it looks good. I look forward to that. I like that he was a little bit, he, he had a more harder look to him. He had like a beard and kind of scruffed up look. So yeah, it definitely looks like a Jedi survivor. Well, being so. a Jedi is a hard life. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, they looked at, they did a first in engine. I'm skipping over some of the smaller ones here. Sure. But they did a first in engine look at Dune awakening, which is a Dune MMO. I don't know if this will go anywhere. Cause there, there is a audience for Dune. There is a fandom to do. Oh, but I don't yeah, know. absolutely. I'm I don't know if it's it. big enough to I don't <laughs> I don't know if it's big enough to support an MMO. So that'll be interesting. But uh, it didn't look terrible. Uh, let's see here. Um, There was uh, Tekken 8. So yeah. te- they did also show Street Fighter 6. They showed Tekken 8. We've talked about Street Fighter 6 in the past. I think like it looks like the most fun Street Fighter has looked in a while. I just think visually something looks off in that game. It just looks wonky to me. Whereas Tekken 8 looks fantastic visually to me. So, um, but I, again, two really prominent fighting, you know, and especially since there's no Mortal Kombat announcement here or in yeah. Justice 3, you're getting the Street Fighter. Street Fighter got dated. I think it's what, June 2nd. Tekken 8 didn't get dated, but it's probably fall, I would imagine. Yeah, those both look incredible. Um, so, like. I am amped for like, I didn't even like street fighter five very much. Six looks really good. I played a little bit of four. I did not play five at all. Cause five, I don't know. Five had a lot of scrutiny around it. So um, like I said, this looks like the most fun street fighters looked in a while. So yeah, um, <laughs> I guess there was one Xbox thing here and that's going to be the email I read in a little bit, but they show multiple games coming to game pass. They're all games you already knew are coming to game pass. So it didn't really matter. Uh, Diablo four. That was the other big, one of the bigger announcements gets, it has a release date now, June 6th. Yeah. I think uh, that'll make it. The they did not show. They did not show any gameplay here because they didn't have to. They no. released a bunch of footage the previous day of gameplay. So they showed a cinematic trailer. It doesn't matter. It's Diablo. I'm going to play it. I'll get it day one. I'm really excited. So yeah. love Diablo. Um, there's, and you can probably speak more on this, Dan, but there's that blue protocol. We were laughing about that one. Which one was the, that? The Genshin Amazon. Oh, Genshin the Amazon blue Genshin protocol. Impact game. Yeah, that's what it is. I just, that's all it is. That's a game. That's, that's all a genre. Is. Genshin Impact is a genre of game now, which um, I've played Genshin yeah. Impact. I like Genshin Impact, Genshin but I Impact's don't need cool. another yeah. one. No, I don't either. I, I need, what I need to do is put more time into Genshin Impact. <laughs> yeah. I need <laughs> to go I back need. and play more of that. <laughs> So uh, they showed a trailer for Remnant 2. Um, I've never played the first one, so I can't really speak to that. Splash Damage is making a new Transformers game. That was a really weird trailer. That was a bizarre trailer. I had no clue what yeah. was happening. Um, Let's see here. This was a game I thought looked really, really cool. Uh, this Banishers game. So That's the Don't that Not game, game yeah. right? It was a Don't Not game, but it's different. It's like an action RPG, but like, it's your character. And then I think I want to say it's it, I'm guessing it's your wife or your girlfriend or something. She's a ghost. And it's about you like banishing these different people in this, yeah. in the, like, like the eight, I want to say 1800, 1700, somewhere around there. It looked really, really cool. Uh, that one at least was appropriately late 2023. 
but uh it's a don't not game those people have never made they've always been like a story first studio yeah they've ever made an rpg so this will be interesting well wait where did they make remember me they made um uh, yeah but that's not an rpg that was just it was, an action game yeah but it had like you can you could you know love yeah i know you, well games, you and i are the only people that like that game so that's fine i like to remember me a lot of people it's a cool game no <laughs> so uh warhammer forty thousand space marine or i should say 40k people are gonna warhammer fans will get mad if i call yeah. it forty thousand. warhammer 40k space marine 2 got a new trailer um that first game is really cool it's bizarre it's getting a sequel 15 years later but i'm all for it and this trailer looked even better than the last one so i look forward to playing that uh 2023 so a lot of things um this was bizarre to me and maybe it was bizarre. I don't think we talked about this because we were texting back and forth while we were watching. Yeah. I don't think we had this conversation. Yeah. The Crash Bandicoot thing. Um, Why uh, bring him out to announce a multiplayer thing? Just like a, probably sh- a shitty multiplayer well thing? Yeah. yeah. When it wasn't just Crash Bandicoot 5, you know, like, or or maybe a sequel to the racing game. That would, Weird. I think that, I think that would have been a bigger deal but yeah like this was another weird party, party game type like, yeah i don't know the world has enough of weird we have enough of those party games um <laughs> there was a new trailer for the lords of the fallen which is like the reboot of that i still think that looks really cool yeah but you have to be into uh you have to be into the souls type games uh weirdest trailer and just overall like announcement of the night was the crime boss game crime boss Rock what a K- bizarre City. like what a bizarre thing so they brought out michael madsen like he he also like i'll say this he, he looks more worse than al pacino i don't know but man. he looked worse than al pacino yeah he looked worse. <laughs> they looked like they were holding um up. The weird part about it is the game comes out in, I think, March or April for PC on the Epic Game Store only. And then it comes to consoles in August or something like that. Like, but then the other weird part weird is it, it looks like it's a Vice City game, but it's a payday game. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's set in a world that looks like Vice City only in the 90s. Right. But then it is basically payday. So um, just really, really weird. Um then they did the other thing that's really cool. Uh, Cyberpunk announced its DLC Phantom Liber- Liberty, and they announced another huge celebrity for that, which is Idris Alba. That's crazy. Which uh, that's crazy and awesome. And I look forward to that. Uh, it, again, now at this given point, like Cyberpunk's a fantastic game to right. play. You Highly recommend it. Yeah. If you're if you're on a next gen system or PC, <laughs> don't try and play it on an older platform um and then the final the final two that we'll talk about for whatever reason the art the article i'm looking at here omitted the biggest one so i'll talk about it at the end but uh armored core six got announced which i'm excited about i'm excited that it's called six yeah i think that's cool i'm glad that they're taking a break from souls games to make a true armored core sequel the trailer was awesome it's all cg but it was awesome i've always liked those games so i look forward to it, it says 2023 we'll see if it hits this year um, um i i would i would assume so it's probably been in production quite a while like uh, easily easily and I, they've said they're not making it a souls no game. it's not a it's souls game it's a game. game which is good like take a break mm-hmm. you just made the best souls game now you can take you a break you can take a break for that for a while and People then, are gonna play that forever yeah and then you can come back and you know maybe this Elder is a way to get people in our armored core now that they're all from for software sure. fans and then <laughs> um then make bloodborne too and everybody will be happy. yeah um and then i if for whatever reason i didn't see it in the article maybe i skipped over but i would argue the biggest announcement my favorite announcement of the night death 
Stranding 2 is well, real. Of course. We kind of knew it was coming. Uh, the trailer, what I'll say is the trailer was the most straightforward Kojima trailer, but also the most fucked yeah. up one he's ever made. Yeah, like it actually um, like, makes it's, sense. It's bizarre, though. Like now there's an octopus baby. Well, <laughs> like, like there are actual Metal Gears in this game. Uh, it seems like uh, the character Higgs, who's Troy Baker's character, is like somehow alive now in like some cyber outfit, but he's playing a guitar, which seemed wild, like a guitar gun thing. Like everything about it looked like just as bonkers as I would want it to be in the best possible way. But somehow it was a straightforward trailer. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it wasn't this eight minutes of I'm fighting oil people or something like that. It just, it kind of was the first one that like you could just yeah. watch it as an outsider and be like, okay, I kind of get man, it. Norman Reedus. Right. <laughs> we, I don't know why he's old. Like it, it, everything about it, just it looks fantastic. Well, it seems I'm, like it's a time jump for sure. It's a 2024 game for sure. Uh, PS5 only for right now yeah. is what they're saying. Uh, that was my announcement of the show. Did but you? I, I figured it probably would be. Did you mention so. Judas? Did I miss you and mentioning then, uh, Judas? Yeah, I, I talked okay. about it at the beginning. That was my yeah, favorite. That looks cool. Yeah. That was your favorite one? Well, because I then told you when we made ended. the predictions, when we made predictions, I said, what's where's that Ken Levine thing? Like, what is yeah. that? What is he doing? Yeah. And then he makes this and like, to be fair, it just looks like Bioshock, but I don't that's care. That's fine. That's what I that's want. That's what that, that guy. That's what that guy makes. Well, some why make not make it. another Bioshock? Yeah. It's it been looks, eight years. It looks nine years. Cool as hell. Yeah. And then the show ended with its final announcement, which is the one you should be most excited about. Dan is the announcement of the release date for Final Fantasy uh, 16. Sure. Which is fucking June. Was it June 22nd? Yeah, it's right around my kid's birthday. Yeah, I hope I really hope it keeps that date because it's perfect. Like it could have a huge RPG out in the summer. It could. It never happens. But I could also be you could see like two weeks before they're like, we need two more months. I can see it's August, whatever now. And you'd be like, okay, sure. It's fine. Sure. But I it it continues to look incredible. So um, that was that was pretty much it as far as announcements. It was I thought it was a good game awards year. Yeah, yeah, it's. It, it was it was the game awards you know it was exactly it was what awards. it is it's uh exactly for better or worse I, it's been better than some of the versions lately yeah so i wanted to read one email because it it directly involves the game awards so i'm gonna push that out here yeah um right. this comes to us from bob from west lynn oregon says hey guys love the podcast was really happy overall with the game awards presentation here what is going on with microsoft they had nothing to show. Redfall is supposedly out in March. Starfield should be around the corner, and yet they couldn't show a single game. I can't remember a previous year where they didn't have anything. Really disappointed as an Xbox fan. What did you all think? Um, it was shocking, honestly, that they didn't have a single thing to show. And like Phil Spencer was there. They showed was, him. Yeah, I mean, well, he's always they showed him. So, I thought it was funny because they were like, here's the head of Nintendo. Here's the head of Xbox. And then crickets for Sony. And I kind of expected yeah. that. Yet Sony's who had everything to show. So, yeah, um, I I don't know what they're doing. Maybe it's they, they had a really bad week last week, which we're, we're about to talk about in the news with the deal and the FTC and all that. But like, I have to imagine, like. If Redfall is really March, they, all they had to do was show that. Yeah, but like, is, but is there anything new to show? I don't know. Is there? Is there's nothing? They can make a hype trailer, maybe, though. but they, there's they nothing. There's that. nothing new to show for Starfield, so they're not going to bother. Um, no, if, if Todd Howard doesn't want to show that, they're not. Gonna no, show it. like, and, and anything in that vein is far off. Like we joked about Hellblade too, wherever that is. Like that's clearly like gone for now. Um, yeah. 
yeah, Perfect I Dark, just, Avowed, yeah, uh, like Fable, literally stuff that's not even close. It's and crazy. um, you know, in in the past, Sony has like skipped E three and skipped this and that, and people were like, "Well, I can't believe they do it." And then you don't know, talk about it. Like, I just Microsoft is. I don't. I mean, who who really knows they're what they're doing? They're in a deal. weird. They're in a weird place right now where they really need this deal done, and just <laughs> so nothing. I'm talking about it, and then just nothing <laughs> they have is close. You exactly. know, Redfall is the next closest thing, which looks good. And then the other the other thing is is like, what are those trailers? Just trailers for Game Pass again? Like that's all it is. Yeah, everything yeah. Microsoft is just Game Pass now. So, well, that's the thing I think people have to remember too is like they're not up there to try and sell you a system. They're they're out there to try and sell you Game Pass. Right. That's they want the a subscription. There. They don't care what system you own. Right. They care about that subscription. Right. And so. uh, you know, for so for them not showing anything, like, is it weird? Maybe a it, little it's bit. Very weird, but but it's it's not like there's been some i've seen rumors of like oh they're gonna have some sort of january event or something well that's the know. thing they, they could always they could always just just do that do a playstation like yeah event. just like hey nintendo does we wanted to come randomly. out with a, a 45 minute like sizzle reel of stuff we got coming in 23 and wanted to show i could it. also imagine right. when we're like three months away from starfield Hey, mm-hmm. here's a 45 minute like deep dive on Toddle. Toddle oh, play way, through this part exactly. of the game. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, here's a release date. Start reserving because they're going to want to kick off reserves for that game with a bang. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but when even they are like, ready. Are, are you reserving it or are you just getting Game Pass? I know. Exactly. So, it'll be interesting. But yeah, it, uh, to me, it was weird it's because he was there. I think I would be a little more okay with it if he wasn't there but like okay they're not they don't have anything to talk about why was he there then <laughs> like because he didn't even present an award right like he just was sitting in the audience so it was just kind of weird i think maybe that him. was a little weirder like maybe he because he didn't go up there at all because reggie was up yeah there. exactly reggie was up there that doug bowser guy had to accept like every nintendo award well, that happened because those teams weren't there he um, doesn't let them out of the <laughs> let them out of the building for this <laughs> apparently I'll collect the awards. I'll collect the awards you on their go, behalf. You go exactly. sue some indie developer for using a sprite. Um, but yeah, that kind of wraps up the game awards. So we can move on here to some of the other news. Um, I've seen some people getting upset about this. I don't think this is that big of a deal. But Microsoft is now raising the prices on their new first party games built for the Xbox X and S to seventy dollars in twenty twenty three. We knew it was going to happen. Well, it was going to happen. The argument I'd make there is again, you're going to play these games on Game Pass, right? Like the one game that maybe people won't and they will go out and buy instead is Starfield. Yeah. I can see that, but that's it. But even then, like, that's if we're talking about we live in an era when games are seventy dollars. That's a seventy dollar game. So. Yeah. Don't spend seventy dollars. Buy Game Pass and play everything else exactly. too. Exactly. Like, don't. Yeah. Maybe buy Game Pass and then buy the game when it goes on sale. Yeah. Well, there's also yeah. There's no you reason know, to buy. You have to these stay games. subscribed to Game Pass if you don't want to. But you know. But there's no reason to buy these games when you could just get the service. Like, yeah. It's just that's what the price of it is. Exactly. Um. So again, I I for this I think it's more of a non-issue than some of the other companies because Game Pass is there as an option. Mm-hmm. So exactly um we have a multiple articles about the microsoft sony cod bullshit um they sony kind of made a shitty comment about nintendo uh about nintendo being a kid's machine basically they don't understand why uh microsoft would make that deal because basically how it started was microsoft went to nintendo now as kind of a back churn thing Mm -hmm. of like 
hey, we'll cut a deal and you can have Call of Duty on your system for 10 years, which I can imagine playing Call of Duty on this current Switch, but that's me. But then Sony kind of backhanded them with, why would you go and do that? That's a kid's machine kind of a comment. Like, it's getting really Because we're just trying to get games to more people. Um, like, I don't... And the thing I laugh about is now... <laughs> Phil Spencer's come out and said Sony wants to grow by making Xbox smaller. That's exactly true, though. That's what they're trying I don't think to the do. statement he made is wrong, because if this deal doesn't go through, that's exactly what happens. So, right. um, the And I should mention it here in one of these articles. The FTC is actually stepping in with a lawsuit. Will, will the lawsuit actually go through and block this deal? I don't think so. I think at some point someone's going to give there'll be some sort of agreement. What well, is, now, what's going to go back and forth? I think enough, the I lawsuit is bent more so now to like, now we got to look at it legally. We got to bring both of you yeah. in. You both it's have to make delayed. arguments, all this kind of stuff. But if, if Sony's argument is, is you're taking away an exclusive that you said you'll give us for 10 years for free, essentially, that's not really an argument anymore. And they're also doing it the same time when a game like Final Fantasy 16 is PS5 only. Death Stranding. That's was, a PlayStation uh, only game. Like you cannot, yeah. you you don't own this stuff. But the Silent Hill Two remake. Yeah, is PS4, you're arguing against right. exclusives while talking about nothing but exclusives. So well, I think the, I think the one of the other Microsoft reps put out an article like with the actual numbers. I don't remember, but it was something like 200 plus versus 59 exclusives right. between PlayStation and, and Xbox. So. Like, but there's no argument really to be had if, there. Who if has Microsoft is willing to give you Call of Duty and tell you you can put it on plus, put it on PlayStation for Plus for decade. 10 years. And on and remember, Sony would make all the money off of Day all the one. PlayStation Network cards mm-hmm. being used to buy shit for those games. What are they talking about? I don't know. It's just, I think the whole point now with the FTC thing is just to delay the deal because it's not going to yeah. go through in June next year anymore. It'll no, be no, end no. of the year now. It'll be a for sure. But so. well, and then I love the the part too where Phil even went to Gabe Newell and was like, "We'll give you a deal," and he's like, "You don't have to. It's fine. <laughs> they don't care. I don't care. He's like, he's like, you're not. He's like, I know you're not going to screw us, Phil. So what do I care? I don't care. Yeah, I don't need care. a. I don't need a deal. He just gave out 200 Steam decks. Like he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Not at all. <laughs> Steam's doing fine. <laughs> Steam's doing absolutely fine. So I don't know. It's just it's more back and forth. I'm sure we'll have even more to talk about when we come. It's back every it's time. every month. Every month every there's some month, other there's like three or four stupid articles. thing. Yeah. Somebody makes a stupid comment. It's an idiotic thing, man. Yeah. It's not even nothing to worry about. It's it's dumb. Um. Moving on to that to some Days Gone BS, which like I don't know why Days Gone keeps popping up in the news, but it does. The the guy that created Days Gone is mad still because <laughs> that game. He's been mad since it came out because the game he thinks didn't, wasn't given the opportunities that other Sony first party exclusives yeah, were. But and they're not making another Days Gone. But the problem is, is his reason why they weren't given the opportunity is a little because he thinks yeah he thinks that the reviewers that reviewed it were woke because of some there's a comment in the game you're a white made biker by your, dude well there's a comment made in the game by the guy's wife when they're exchanging their wedding vows about the mo about well i hope you ride me as much as your harley or something dumb like that and apparently this guy now is trying to say well the the, the woke reviewers didn't like that line it's like no like it's not a game for it's a zombie game. Right. Zombie games are not for everybody. It was a zombie They're game. They're not going to appeal to anyone. Post, not to everybody. Post Last of Us Part One. Yeah, exactly. So, so. you're already behind because <laughs> you, we've literally just had one of the best zombie games of all time. 
and yours is uh, a dude riding his motorcycle around. Like it's yeah. going to be a tough to buy it. For so a lot of people. that that guy who he is working on something else, and I can't remember what it is. It's actually a pretty high profile game, but uh, the the people that are still at Sony Ben came out. They're just trying to once again distance themselves from that guy even more. So, but yeah, no, just a, yeah, we don't know what he's talking situation. about. It's a weird situation. Like he needs to just stop talking about it. Like it, it, it's over. There's not going to be another Days Gone. It like as someone who played it this year, it's a bummer because I enjoyed the game. But yeah, we it, talked like, about. It. I've always on. I've always yeah. wanted to like try to play it. It's but... it's time to move on. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so uh, this is an article I thought was funny. The Last of Us Part One is coming to PC in March. It costs twenty dollars less <laughs> on PC. That is a is fifty dollars day one. That's a weird one. But seventy on PS Five. So. I just threw that out there because I thought it was funny. I don't think there's much more to say no. there than it's dumb. I just don't think they um, want to they want to price themselves out of the PC market because they're trying to get into it. So maybe putting exactly. like seventy on PC is like, well, maybe not. They tried that with the first whatever the first game was at Horizon. One of them came out at seventy and nobody bought it mm-hmm. and they had to lower it right away. So that's that's exactly why. Um, also throwing it in there just to say Sonic Frontiers has sold 2.5 million copies. That's great. That's really good. Yeah. I hope we get another one. I have my copy. I think so I'm, I'm going to try it at some point. 2.5 million guarantees you another one. Another Sonic Frontiers. Easily. Yeah. Because they're going to really think like about that. it this way. They're going to make another one anyway. They're never yeah. going to stop making a Sonic game no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. But now you'll get another Frontiers style game. Um, This next one you and I were laughing about when it got announced mm. uh the hogwarts game got delayed for last gen at the same time they also announced the switch version which i forgot was a thing so how that game is going to roll out now is the ps5 and series x and s versions come out in february as planned the last gen ps4 xbox one versions come out in april and then this switch version maybe comes out in july Ugh. But they also uh, there was supposed to be early access. Last gen just doesn't get that. Now. They don't get that anymore because the game will have already been out for a couple of months. So they're like, yeah, you so don't get that. that already, so if you so pre-ordered the deluxe version the game for that, yeah. yeah, you just don't get that. Now. You don't get that. You don't get the perk that came with buying yeah. the deluxe version. Absurd. Wacky. Well, like it's the thing wacky. is, is like I'm I'm surprised they didn't just say those versions are done, but I think they're too deep in it now. And yeah. then the Switch version is just going to come out and be a broken mess, whatever it is. And they're just going to be I, like, that's the cost of playing on Switch. Sorry. Exactly. Um, this one's exciting. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection got announced. Uh, release date got announced for April 14th. I've already uh, yep. reserved my copy. That's an awesome collection. Awesome collection. So I look forward to digging through those games. Um, this was just an interesting article I threw in here because... It goes with uh, that high on life game. I think this is cool. There are actually four different full length movies you can sit down and watch. Again, not I'm not going to sit here and say good movies, but there are four because there's a character in the game that just sits on the the couch in your house and just watches TV. Mm -hmm. So it's playing one of these four movies on loop. But there's actually an achievement where you can sit down and watch the movie. You don't have to watch the entire movie, but there are four of them in there. One of them is an old movie that has Paul Walker in it. What movie? Like a T-Rex or something. Oh, man. So he's got like yeah. some old like B-roll stuff and put him in here. Exactly. That's so um, it's cool. It's really cool, though. In fact, remember, I can tell you here. You remember uh, The Darkness had an entire movie in it. It had to kill a Mockingbird in it, I think is what it was. Yeah. And you had, there was you're, a, you're right. I think there was a trophy or an achievement to like sit on the couch with your girlfriend and watch it for like 10 minutes or mm-hmm. something. 
So the, the, there's four movies in it. The one that's listed here is Tammy and the T-Rex, which is a 1994 sure. sci-fi horror comedy film starring Denise Richards and Paul Walker. Wow. You can watch it along with the Gene. That's the character who sits on the couch in the movie, or you can view it in the movie theater where you unlo- uh, when you unlock that later in the game. That's where you unlock the achievement. Wow. Okay. The other three movies that you can watch in there are Vampire Hookers from 1978, hell, hell yeah, Blood Harvest, and something called Demon Wind. Wow. Um, but yeah, I it's they and the achievement I believe is called yeah the achievement is called we paid for the rights to put a whole movie. <laughs> that's really game. good so uh pretty cool pretty cool um this is exciting for me we got double east news here so east 10 has been announced it has a title now which i gotta open it here um and then another east game got announced too but east 10 it's called east 10 nordics announced for ps5 and ps4 the important thing to point that you're other than you're you're actually uh driving a uh ship this time Ooh. So you have a sailing ship, which is cool. It's on a new engine. Oh, okay. So for the first time, they haven't updated their engine in a while. Uh, it is 2023 in Japan, which means I'm going to say probably February, March, 2024 here. Yeah. If it comes like the other games, um, they're also overhauling the combat system. So that's going to be, I mean, I love the combat system in that game, but it sounds like they're going to make it easier to transition characters. Okay. Uh, in the combat system. Which yeah. Sounds cool. It was a little slow. So, I'm I'm into that, but uh, I love the E series. I need to play now. I, now I have a date for that, so now I know how much time I have to play nine. Yeah, right. we are also getting <laughs> we are also getting a remake of I think the first, second, or third. I'm trying to figure it out here. Uh, it's three. So this is actually a game I own for Super Nintendo. I actually have a physical copy. Yeah, it's too. a remake of that game, East Three Wanderers from East. Uh, it's coming out. It's going to be called East Memoir: The Oath in Falgahana probably butchered that yeah i'm sure you did uh that'll be out next year spring of 2023 so and that will be on ps4 and switch so that's pretty cool so always like when i see that in the news because i love that series uh this one and again i think this also highlights how far away it is uh amazon and we've seen amazon obviously bumping up a little bit as far as producing games they're producing that uh that MMO we were just talking about, the blue whatever, uh, they are producing the new Tomb Raider game with Crystal Dynamics. So that's interesting. There's, they're calling it the biggest, the biggest and most expansive Tomb Raider game ever made. That's all we know. There's no date. I imagine it's a while off. Um, I'm excited for more Tomb Raider. It sounds like I don't know. Like, do we continue the story with um, Camille Luddington, as, or do you think they get a new Tomb Raider chick? at this point well they said that they're recasting her are they recasting yeah. that's right okay so my so my hope new. would be we don't need to do new game no anymore. origin story right Please new trilogy no origin again. story i don't need to know that like my daddy died and i have to go solve his murder in the yeah. mansion again like i don't need that again right. but i don't either whatever i mean take your time like i'm not in a rush to have a new team rate rather them take their time and make whatever they're making make it good Make it be a good reveal for like either next game awards or the one after, you know? Yeah. So final news story, one that Dan and I have been waiting for all year, uh, probably longer than a year. Final fantasy one through six pixel remasters announced for PS4 and switch. Fantastic. Finally, finally those stupid, uh, steam ports are coming to console as they always should have. Um, bum that they're not on the Xbox, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's, it is they, what it is. They, 
don't seem to care for Xbox over there. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad they're announced. It is 75 if you want to buy all six in a in a pack, because I think each one is 15. That's fair. Or uh, that collector's edition, I think I shot over 260. Years, like $260. So let me explain how this happened yesterday. Yeah. So like today is the 35th anniversary of Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. just in general, which is mm-hmm. crazy to think. And then um, so I knew you knew they were probably going to announce it today just because like it had been rated recently and then people wanted it forever. Okay, fine. Right. Um, I was actually having trouble sleeping last night because I hurt my back. <laughs> And I, for whatever reason, I checked my phone at like 2 a.m. and saw that like, oh, yeah, we announced it for real. And uh, the physical version's up on our site to reserve, which is shitty because that's what Square does. They only just put shit on their site now, like the 16 collector's edition, which I was able to get one of those. That was a whole 15 minute wait period. But uh, so I was able to get the the one through six remaster thing pre-ordered for PS4, which was good. The Switch version was already out. Like it was like you cannot you cannot reserve it anymore. And this that was, doesn't surprise me. But this, this was at two a.m. Yeah. So now like now you're on a wish list for it because they'll probably restock it at some point. But yeah. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited. Like that's yeah, a good one to have physical, just because it's you know Final Fantasy one to sure. six. I'm excited to play through you know a couple of those again, like one, four, and six. Um, it'll be yeah, interesting to six play. Is the one I want to play the most. Three on there. Yeah, because the only other way you could have technically played it over here was on that weird DS version. So it's mm. cool that like the real version of it exists. It is cool. Um, yeah, because they even never made that for uh, and those for Game Boy those Dance. games all have those uh, benefits of those others where you can like speed up. And they have that stuff. They have all the That's Steam cool. benefits, but they don't. What they don't have, and which sucks, is they don't have the um, like when they remade one and two for Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. They added an extra dungeon and stuff. It was oh, called it Dawn of Souls. Content. That content is uh-huh. not in it because they're meant to be true remasters the of the original. That makes sense. Oh, okay. But that's okay. fine. If I want to play that, I've got the Game Boy Advance yeah. ones. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's our final news story for the week. So before we get into the emails, since it is the end of the year, we're going to go through. We're each going to pick our top five games of the year. Uh, we did this last year as well. Um, the way we do it here, <laughs> excuse me, the way we do it here, it's a little different um we don't do it on this podcast by you know games that necessarily came out this year um so some of us might have stuff on our list that came out a couple years ago that we're just getting to now i will also say for me this list of top five games will differ from whatever i do on my youtube channel for the most part except for probably the first game so um Dan, why don't you kick it off? Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to go. I'll go reverse order and just kind of say what I liked about each thing the most. And mm-hmm. and there you go. So, again, these are games that we played this year, not necessarily stuff that came out this year. So that's why my number five is Persona 5 Strikers. Um, you know, as someone who still hasn't finished Persona 5, I just was really in the mood for a Musou game, and they gave it away for free. So I was like, we're going to give it a shot. And I got immediately hooked and remembered how much I liked all the characters from what I did play at Persona 5. Yeah. And just got really hooked into like the story and like the experience and stuff. And that game was just the style of that game is great. The voice acting, everything about it is great. They should make a sequel to that. I would play that immediately. It'd be cool. Um, It'd be cool. Number four is a game I talked about today, Midnight Suns. Like I'm surprised it jumped as high as it did. But like I just enjoyed as a Marvel person, like I just enjoyed it so much that it was really i want i looked forward to playing it i had trouble stop playing it like it was really good um yeah three was shredder's revenge just because 
to think that we would get a new Turtles game in 2022 that is that good, like is, is an actual like significant improvement on Turtles in Time, which is what a lot of people right. would tell you the best one is. Like, I love Turtles in Time, but I don't think I would necessarily want to go back and play that one again now that I've played this one because it's just so good. Like there's a story, yeah. the level design. You don't have to do it all in one run through. You can play as yeah. everybody. Everybody levels up. Like it's just good. Um, number two, Marvel Step game. I still play daily just because it is addicting for a trading card game. I just yeah. unlocked. Uh, I just got the Doc Ock card, which he's crazy as hell. So I'm excited to have that card. Um, it's just again, you know, you can play multiple matches in a day. It takes a couple minutes. You still feel like yeah. you progress and like yeah, it's for sure. I it's not pay to win by any means like different combinations of cards work and if you play long enough you'll just get cards so you don't have to buy anything and then uh the, my number one was probably the first full game I finished this year which was Horizon Forbidden West um I really loved the last one this one is just that game but better um it's got flaws for sure the story sure. falls apart a little bit at the end but that's to set up and whatever the next one is yeah and it's it's a world full of almost too many things to do but the best part is is you don't really have to do them so you don't um but exploring that world is is the most fun part the combat is fun it's rewarding it's not easy taking down big things because you have to know how to take them down and each one is slightly different um the performance in it is great it looks unbelievable like the amount of water in this one is just like wow and um, like swimming yeah, underwater. Swimming is, is great. Really, really cool. The lighting, everything about it is great. I um, should I should mention as well, because we didn't mention it in the game awards, they for whatever reason was in that article, they did announce a DLC for April. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's in like the California. Oh, like Hollywood, area. Hollywood type stuff. Well the important awesome. note only on PS5, which is a weird choice. Um maybe there's some sort weird? of technical limitation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's so, weird anymore. But uh that looks fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm so, very excited for that. And then a reason to boot that back up. Um, you know they and they also announced that like weird like online multiplayer one i don't think i care about that but i don't need an online multiplayer. Um, but yeah that was my favorite VR, just like <laughs> game experience of the year was playing that game yeah and that's it for me all right i'll i'll go next uh i did have one honorable mention which is as dusk falls if it unfortunately fell off my list but i think it's a really good game to give a shot playing it has an excellent story that goes in directions that you wouldn't think and tackles some issues that most games would shy away from but also gives you that option if that's something that might affect you personally you can skip that and be yeah. just fine so uh fantastic game you just have to get over the wonky animation because it's it's a really weird weirdly animated game uh number five on my list is going to be god of war ragnarok even with its story shortcomings in the middle i still really enjoyed my time with god of war ragnarok at the end of it the combat is even better than it was in the last one uh playing as his son atreus in this one is also fantastic it adds more dynamics to the game because he he's more focused on bow and arrow so and obviously Kratos, he's he gets a new weapon in this game too, but you have the axe and the blades of chaos. Um, and then later on you get a spear. I don't think that's really a spoiler. So um, but the spear is really good too. So uh fantastic game. It's definitely worth your time. Play it on PS5 if you can. Um, number four for me is a game from 2019. We actually talked about earlier in the news, and that's Days Gone a game that I laughed off for several years. And then for whatever reason this year, I was in the mood for that type of open world. So I decided to give it a try. It has a great PS5 60 frame patch. So that really helps that game. 
Uh, it's a fantastic game. I think it really does also have a good story that is underrated. And the way that it ends, if you get the true ending, um, it sets it up for what would be a really potentially interesting sequel that we're never going to get. So, <laughs> yeah. um, which is unfortunate because it has to deal with the outbreak and what really caused the outbreak mm. in that game. And your wife in that game was actually involved. In, that's in a shame. That that's company. a shame that like a game so, like that sets something up mm-hmm. like that and just, you're never going to get it. But I enjoyed also, and like, it's, it's interesting to think about like that studio is based in Bend, Oregon. And so the, the whole area is modeled after where these people live and work. So it looks and plays amazing in terms of like the area you roam in, in that game. So uh, fantastic game. It's definitely worth your time. That was like my, my older game of the year that I played this year. Uh, number three for me, I'm surprised it's not on your list, uh, Dan, but it, it sucked my life for a month. It got bumped. Arcade Paradise. It got bumped today. And yeah. it was a hard, it was a hard I, one to bump off because that game. Man, incredible. I loved Arcade Paradise so much. It's it, one of the best stories in the game this year. And I wouldn't have thought of that going into did it. Do you know, did you know, um, hear that like, they all. got their first like licensed cabinet, like some other company made? For them that's cool yeah it's not like it's a that's it's an cool. indie company that made a game but they have licensed cabinets in that game though. that's cool um just a fantastic game fantastic story one of the best like deeply written stories through you know an email exchange between you and somebody else in a game that i thought went deeper than most just everything about it like <laughs> the relationship so. with like your dad is deep yeah and like i like said and sister? i said it before but if you Look at the game on any of the storefronts and you think it's just an arcade compilation. It is not. It is not. Give it a shot because that's what I thought originally. So give it a shot. It's one of the best games I played this year. Number two uh, was going to be my number one game, but I think everybody at this point knows what my number one game is. Uh, Number two is Elden Ring. Uh, Elden Ring is a tremendous game. If you've played any Dark Souls game, but you wanted it to be bigger uh, and just more with more exploration. Because again, most of the Dark Souls games are pretty linear in your path. This is that game. This is this is your adult Zelda Breath of the Wild is the easiest way I can describe. If you are, I would even say like the difficulty, because like Zelda Breath of the Wild can get difficult. Like you can get your ass handed to you in Breath of the Wild if you're not careful. Um, so th- very much this is the adult version of that. It, it is hard as hell at times. Like I'm not going to beat around the bush on that but it is a fantastic game i had so much fun it took me two months like that was two months i i stuck with elden ring but what an incredible experience and journey of a game number one for me is the five dollar game of the year and that's <laughs> vampire survivors like i've been playing this game since it came out of early access on steam i heard a bunch of people talking about it so glad it's on a console now so glad that there's a you know, I can stream it through the Game Pass cloud. It works great there. It's just it's the value there. There's so much depth to this stupid five dollar game. <laughs> it has more depth to it than I think any other game on this list, with maybe the exception of Elden Ring, um, <laughs> just in terms of the characters you can unlock. Like I told you, 20 hours in, I unlocked this like card part of the game where you can get different cards that manipulate how your run's going to go. That's crazy. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Exactly. Now there's a dollar seventy nine DLC for this game that adds even more characters and shit. So like it, it's it's an incredible game. I, I can't it's my game of the year on my YouTube channel too. So like if you're listening to this and you watch that stuff, there's your spoiler. <laughs> like oh. no game for me was better than that. <laughs> so uh Matt, what about you? Man, you know what? Before I get into my list, I just want you to know that I bought that DLC for a dollar seventy nine and I got a <laughs> I got a dollar twenty five credit as soon as I bought that. <laughs> 
I was pissed. <laughs> like I know it's only a dollar seventy nine, but I was like, man, I could have used that. Um, for me, so number five, I actually just thought about it and I just changed it. Um, okay. That game unpacking that I actually started playing. Yeah. Kind of when I first started with you guys. Yeah. Um. So when you started talking about in depth, like I really got kind of gripped into the story of this girl. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, you play as she's like an adolescent to when she's like older and has kids herself. And you don't even get to see her really. And you don't get to meet the kids. But like the fact that you're unpacking her life through each of these mm-hmm. like milestone moments with her. Yeah. Grips you anyways. So like, I think that for me, that was a great way to start. Um, number four, I really enjoyed the time I put in the tunic. Um, it's I on like my list to play style. before I do my stuff on my YouTube channel. Yeah. Cause I really want to finish it. Dude. So like the art style, it's cool. It's really good. I really enjoy it. Um, I like the music of that game a lot. I was just about to say the music is really mm-hmm. fantastic. Like, I just feel overall like, peaceful when i play that mm-hmm. um i do need to load it back up so i do want to get back into it because i do have fun with it uh but i really enjoyed that for the most part um for me number three would be vampire survivors that's probably another game i probably put the <laughs> most time in and like you said it was a cheap five dollar game when i bought it mm-hmm. on my pc and then now it's on game pass and i'm still playing it through there so it's kind of like <laughs> Man, all right. But I mean the DLC for what you're getting is suit it's fantastic. You it's know? fantastic. Like a dollar seventy nine for all these or these additional three characters and another like more levels and it's very well done. Um so mm-hmm. I'm actually glad I did I did like get into it and start playing it. Uh number two for me is Shredder's Revenge. I I feel the same way. I feel like it is a great uh new boot to turtles in time uh i did have fun playing with it my kids uh, i played with yep. my son for the most part with it and he enjoyed it too uh the online i didn't get much into online playing with everybody yeah but i do like the idea behind it and the fact it actually up to, it, it actually works. works pretty well and like you can just yeah. find games to join to jump in at any point mm-hmm. and just play yeah. it's it's shocking that it's good and like people you know, it reminds me of playing it like in an arcade or something. You're just playing with random exactly. people running through a turtles yeah. game. Everybody knows what to do. Yeah, like you you know how exactly like you jump the thing, I think I got into one game and when I did, everybody was using their special. So yeah. it was like just That game can get nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can. And I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm here for it and I just kinda go into it too. Uh but I do. I enjoyed it a lot, what I played of it, and I'm glad that it came out this year. Um Yeah. I need to go ahead and get the uh, physical copy of it so I can just have it so I know where it's at. Yeah. Um, but for me, number one is Little Nightmares 2. Uh, I absolutely loved the first one when I played through it. So when I found the deluxe copy of the second one, I definitely wanted to get into it. But for me, I love the art style of Little Nightmares 2. And I love the story that developed between the two characters. Um, I'm not going to get into it too much, but it is, it, it kind of comes full circle and it's just really well done for like a no dialogue based game. You know yeah. I mean? like, yeah. There's no dialogue in those. Not games. at all. And so like, I, I don't know. I absolutely love games like that. Um, 
the monsters and the, the characters in it are just so beautiful. So like, <laughs> if you do get time, definitely check it out. It's, and I know it's, it's installed. It normally, I was about to say, it normally runs on sale a lot, too. Like, it, I bought it when it was on a sale. Yeah, exactly. I got into the first one because I got it for like four bucks. And I was like, mm, OK, let's just dive into it. But for me, I think Little Nightmares 2 is a fantastic, well-rounded game. And you should definitely give it an opportunity. All right. Well, that that's going to wrap up that. So we're good to the emails here. Um, overall, good year for gaming. Uh, let's see. Sure. So our first email comes from Frank from Council Grove, Kansas. He says, hi, guys. Was curious about your thoughts on this. So so you think being two years in, we would see a price decrease on the Series X or PS5 anytime soon in North America. I know it's less likely with Sony, but maybe Microsoft could really throw down the gauntlet. Thanks. Um, I mean, it's weird because, like, I would tell you normally, like, if in, in a normal world where we didn't have a pandemic, that I would think that we're at the point where somebody would be dropping the price of their system. But at this point, the the demand's still too high. There's, yeah. There's no reason when the demand's right. this high. Right. There's no reason for either of them to drop their price. Well, and the only system that's dropping price is the Series S. So. Right. Because I think that even though Microsoft really thinks that there's a place for that, like, it's not the one people want like they don't want that it's version not. of a console so it's not uh, it's easier for them to drop that because that system the whole point of that system is to get you to buy into the game, game pass. pass that's it um mm-hmm. the so- sony dropping in price is not going to be until it it almost all but that until redesign. it has to or this redesign right. comes out which we'll talk about later but um if, if any of them for do sure. it'll a series x might go on sale but um yeah i could see it at some point but it's the the playstation demands too high not when they're raising the price in other parts of the world like there's just no way i did i did finally see a ps5 in the wild at walmart the other day. oh wow so I, they are out there i've First time. I've, I've you know i've gone into gamestop at times where i could have just bought one but yeah um i see series x all the time yeah i see so. x's now s's That's, are always there Yes, um, it's just forever. yeah demand demand is too high and they'd much rather keep it at five and put a game in it than than actually lower the cost of it even on like a sale it's going to be probably another year or this redesign before you see anything playstation wise that's yeah under, that's under yeah. 500 for sure for sure for sure. Uh, next email comes from Gil from Cumberland, Virginia. It says, hey, hey, all former GameStop manager here. You guys have said many times on the podcast that the grass is green on the other side. Once leaving GameStop for a job outside of retail. However, on last week's podcast, it was mentioned that both Dan and Kyle worked for a company that wasn't so great. I was curious to know a little more about that. And if you found it a worse experience than GameStop. I can tell you why I'm no longer with GameStop. I'm still in a a retail manager with a major chain, but I am looking to get out of retail completely. Any advice there as well? Um, The problem I have with this question is I don't know if I'm assuming he's meaning the place that you and I both worked for a while. Yeah, I would assume so. The other place. So um, I would say the, the easiest way I could say about that place is like it was like it wasn't working retail as like I'm behind a counter. It was more of working retail in like a phone environment. Right. If that makes sense. We did. Um, Kyle and I did the same thing, but in different ways at that place. Basically I was phone tech support. Kyle was, I was chat chat tech support. support. (laughs) Um, Towards the end, towards the end, I was doing a lot more chat stuff too. But um, I will say that like, was it better or worse? I mean, it wasn't worse. I, I could say that. Um, main reason being 
the pay was far better. Like, for sure. especially for Kyle, yeah. but it was even more, I even made more working there than I did at GameStop after like a year. So it was that, that was step number one. I mean, step number two is um, Kyle opted to work Saturdays, but it was, I work Saturdays and Sundays, right? But it wasn't required <laughs> but I was off, to do so. No, no. So for the first time I had Monday through Friday, didn't have to worry about yeah. working Saturday or Sunday. That's a big yeah. plus, especially when you've got kids. Um, so there was that part of it. Um, you know, we dealt with the same kind of shit from bosses. It was the same kind of thing where like it would rotate who was in charge every so often. Um, by the time Kyle and I left, the guy who was actually in charge of our department was actually a pretty cool guy who would would listen to you and work with you to find solutions on stuff. Our actual yeah. supervisor was a garbage person. He's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, who's still there. Sadly. Who's probably still there because He'll it's never. the only thing he can ever amount to in his life. Um, exactly. Would I say it was worse than GameStop? No. Um, no. Was I it would better? Say the, it was different. It was different. But I, I, my one argument was I think the customer base was worse. Yeah, but you didn't have to see him face to face. That would that helped. Right. I didn't have to see them yeah. face to face, and because I was in chat, I didn't have to hear them. Yeah, chatting so. was always great because it was just <laughs> like you could just let them stew for a couple minutes and then come back with yeah. the same thing you told them five minutes ago. Well, we're not going to be able to do that for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. Like I did it for a while, um, and then I had an op- I had an opportunity to get out and do something that I thought was going to be better. And to be honest, it was for a while, and then it w- it turned into not being better. And then I had to get out of that. Now, obviously, I work a job that I very much like. Obviously, Matt works there too. We talked about it last time. Yep, mm. we I, both like it. Very I enjoy much. what and I you do. You like a lot what more. you're doing? Yeah. Now. I mean, mm-hmm. now granted, you know, I'm not going to lie and say that like uh, I had to super like I work for family, but I work. <laughs> but you know what I do is important because mm-hmm. you know somebody somebody has to do what I do, and nobody was doing it for a couple of years, and. You know, my uh, my family member said that they were looking for somebody to do it. And I told them, like, I can do that pretty easy. And uh, just because, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily fit into skill sets I've had before, but it's adjacent to stuff I've done. You know, I, yeah, I've run, yeah. you know, basically when at that place, Cal and I worked, we, we basically had to teach ourselves tech support. Uh, yeah, there was no tr- no training on the awesome. products we had. It was no. it was minimal. At Here's best. a new product. Here's six pages. Of stuff you had to ask to get time with units to even try them out. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and it being tech support, you were on the phone. I was told I got to solve this person's problem in 11 minutes or I get in trouble. And sometimes oh, sometimes that would be a four hour call because of how bad things <laughs> have been. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, I, I am happier where I am now, but that doesn't mean that, like, I'm not looking. But, um, I mean, Kyle can talk to this more than I can in terms of, like, having to look for a new job in terms of, like, best ways to do it. But, yeah, like, for me, I would say, like, I, I was done with retail, you know, when I left GameStop. That was the big thing for me. It was like, I don't want to do retail anymore. I've done it for, at that point, 10, 12 years between various retail jobs so i was just done with that portion of it and again like as i've said before like your skill set that you do at gamestop can translate really easy to stuff on the other side mm-hmm. you know dealing with stuff like especially like phone tech support or chat tech support you can easily get in the door at one of those places especially if you were a key holder at a gamestop so very right. easy to do oh so. yeah if you were if you were a manager at a gamestop i like 
on my resume, management experience, sourced and led a team, you know, all the, like everything about it. Because mm-hmm. when you're a manager at a GameStop, like you do everything, you know? Yeah. I did inventory. I did hiring. I did <laughs> uh, general customer service. I did cleaning. I did ma- I did maintenance work for Christ's sake, yeah. because I'd have yeah. to repair stuff in the store, like broken drawers, do any of the banking, yeah, tech stuff, you know, banking, funds, exactly. The opening, closing by yourself, responsible for a store that makes over a million dollars. Like, <laughs> you know, and you know, while I have four or five people on my team, so your, your skills as a, as a GameStop manager, especially, I think translate mm-hmm. quite well to, yeah. any kind of like what you guys do where it's like phone support um, yeah as long as you're a quick learner you can do almost anything yeah i i don't think i really have more to no, add to I that mean, so but yeah i i think that's you're worth you're well. worth more than what gamestop thinks of you and you're absolutely and your skills will translate to multiple other fields and the other yeah. thing i'll say is ever since i've left gamestop every job i have sent i have had since the money I earn has only gone up. Yes. So, so because it's a lot easier on the other side, like what you earn at GameStop is peanuts in comparison to what you're going to earn. You are even Dan would me more than you, Dan, but oh, for you. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Again, That wasn't your fault. No, no, no. I couldn't do anything about it. Um, (laughs) I made, I made, I would say I was definitely in the top half of managers in my district. For sure. Um, And the only reason I wasn't worth more is because I started as an interim one for a lady who quit the day conference started. <laughs> so when she quit, they were like, well, you're so just the man, saying. you're just the manager now. And I didn't really have a chance to like renegotiate. <laughs> it just kind of became what it was. Yeah. Um, so that kind of sucked, but you know, luckily our store was did well enough where I got raises a couple times, uh, which is yeah. not a thing anymore. So don't worry about that. All right. Our next email comes from Adam from redacted. So you know what that means. Uh-oh. Uh, Hi, guys. Soon to be former GameStop manager here. I was just given the sad news that the store I work for will be shutting its doors at the end of the year, and I'm in quite a bind. I've let most of my staff know, and while I've had to share the news with them, two of my key holders quit on the spot, citing that they didn't want to stick around to clean up the store. <laughs> clean up, and they also knew that they wouldn't find positions at other nearby stores since none are available Mm -hmm. i'm now stuck with a staff of just myself and three gas i've been offered to work at a nearby store as the manager once this store closes or i can take severance and find something else i will say the nearby store manager wouldn't be fired they're actually stepping down after the holidays so i'm torn between if i should stay knowing that i have to get through this crappy store closing and i'll be working nonstop. Or if I should take the severance and look elsewhere. I heard Dan's story last week about taking severance. So I wanted to look for any advice you could give me on this. Thanks. Okay. Um, I know what Dan's going to say, well, but this I mean, is your question. But for me, the, the choice was easier because the store I would have had to take over was far, much farther away. And it was a choice between that or maximum severance. And, you know, it, I took it as a sign saying, let's just take maximum severance and we'll figure it out. Um, I, that's, I mean, honestly, that's what I would suggest to you. And the thing about like the store closing part of it isn't actually that bad because realistically, you're just packing stuff up and shipping it out and packing stuff up and shipping it out. And I knew I wasn't coming back. So I really didn't give a damn about customers or selling anything yeah. or trying to talk people into this or that or, or putting up with people's bullshit. It's like, 
this store is closing. Like, I don't, what do you want from me? Um, you know, that's, you know, I've had to do that twice. I did that at a game crazy and a game stop where I went through a closing period. Yeah. It's actually not that bad. The last week we were there, it was literally just uh, literally cleaning up and throwing stuff away. No, yeah, no customers were in there. We weren't open. Yeah. We, we just had music on. We got food. We tore stuff down. Like obviously telling people, telling people and then they quit because they don't want to help you close the store. That's kind of dumb on their part because it is because it's easy. It's easy. It's easier because there are no obligation. Like what are they going to do? Fire you? Uh, Whereas you can still get paid to close the store and look for a job at the same time. Yeah. Like, and that's, and that's what, and that's what this guy can do too is say like, Hey, I'm really thinking I'm going to take the severance. Look for a job now, get your resume put together Mm -hmm. now. Post it everywhere now. I mean, Kyle, you went through that process of posting resumes. You got comfort. You got contacted like right away, pretty much, right? When I, well, when I, I'll say this: when I left GameStop to go work at the job that I worked at for only two weeks, and then got let go, that was a different situation. Well, that was that was something else. Yeah. That was a bad place. But it took me a while before I got where I got, and that was just I don't think I was doing my resumes right, and I didn't have everything that I needed at that point. This time now, when I quit the job that I did have that was getting really bad, I was only down and out for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was I just I went on um, job finder. What is it? Um, The one that starts with an I. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. And I just blasted Indeed for like a week straight. I just, you know, everywhere I could, anything that sounded like, and again, I was looking for work from home, but pretty much anything like I did, I just blasted those there. And then uh, when I did all of that, it ended up like I got, I think I had two or three interviews and then I pretty much got a job pretty fast. And mm-hmm. yeah. the, the unfortunate part was then I had to wait an entire month until it started. Right. So, but yeah. And that that'll was... be the downside of, of some of that kind of stuff. But again, if you're going to take your severance, that will help. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, mine was enough to live off of for a couple months, but I ended up getting a job right away. Thanks to Kyle. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like, you, you have to really kind of come to grips with yourself and ask yourself if it's worth it to, to move on. Like I would ask myself why this other manager stepping down, like, is this store bad? Is yeah. this, and I mean, you may, maybe you have a rapport with him. Right. Like if it's like, like hey man, tell me what's district, going on. Yeah, yeah. You might already know. And maybe that's, maybe that's an aspect of it. But yeah. the other thing I would tell you too, is like, you're, you're probably not working at night, you know, when you're cleaning up that store, like mm-hmm. just use that time to, to send out some applications on indeed or something. Yeah. We were literally just happens. Pa- taking stuff off the wall, packing it up, shipping it, packing it up, shipping it, dumping yeah. the boxes by the front exactly. door and then throwing the shelves out. Uh, we ended up having to get like a, a junk hauling company to come get all of the stuff just because there was so, <laughs> like the amount of crap that built up in that store over 30 years was unbelievable. Yeah. But, you know, you find some cool for stuff. Sure. But yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Talk. I mean, any other thing, too, is if you have a significant other, talk it over with them. If mm-hmm. if the severance feels right, it's probably right. And and you for just sure. get a get an, uh resume together and just mm-hmm. shove it to everyone. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yep. That's what I did. So our next email comes from Will from Dayton, Ohio. He says, Hey guys, thanks ahead of time. If you're reading my email, I'm curious if you guys believe this very strong rumor about this PS five with a detachable disc drive. And if so, what do you think about it? Personally, I think it's BS that they would have to expect someone who wants this machine to buy it and have to purchase this disc drive separately. Do you think this model will actually be worth it? And maybe, uh, looks somewhat better than the stock current PS5 model. Thanks again. 
Um, I mean, I think the current PS5 model looks like shit. I mean, we all everyone that. does. Um, everyone does. Um, I, it's, I, it depends on the cost when it comes out well, for me. The, like, I mean, the first thing is like it seems real. Like it has to be real at this point. It like, seems devs real now, have like, it, I guess, yeah. and it's real. Um, I mean, I it's could, basically their way of just making one skew for I the could, system. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna then, say, I could see a world where the revision of the PS5 is this is it. And if you want a disk drive, yeah. buy this. Because, I mean, these days, disk drives are only really made for installing stuff if you don't want to, like, download every game. and Because, yeah. you know, some places have download caps on things where you get charged if yeah. you go over stuff. Mm-hmm. It's still real. I it's only going to get worse. for not having that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's only going to get worse as time goes on because people are downloading more stuff. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, part of me thinks it's it's dumb. And part of me thinks I get it just because for them it's easier we don't have it's to easier. there's it's no one digital unit it's one skew no with unit. an accessory right. now yeah and exactly. so the question is how long do they make in those disk drives you know like is that going to be available for that's the other part is that's what scares this me. becoming a thing and disk drives becoming an optional device effectively mm-hmm. says we don't have to make physical games anymore yeah. um so and the first people that would get on that would be Sony. They would stop making physical stuff because they'd be like, look, the system out of the box doesn't have a disc drive. So why would we make discs? Exactly. So it's, it's tough because I don't want it to go that way. I don't want it to go that way either. I need to see what it looks like. And my biggest thing is cost. Like, do we eliminate some costs from it? Yeah. Is this where the price cut comes? It would have to be at least a hundred less for it to be even so is the system 300 and the disc drive is another hundred i would like probably like 350 and 100 but then again if am i paying a hundred dollars for a disc drive at this point the 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 hidden boost to this is if your disc drive ever dies it's at least replaceable Um, exactly that's the one good thing because that'll happen to every console but um yeah but then you'd have to you know have a way to get another one and how easy are these things going to be to find for every 10 systems they make are they going to make one disk drive the most recent rumor i read was that it's going to be announced in january that was the most recent yeah i I think so so. because which seems about that's two years later it's the redesign we could you know easily make the system smaller and um, this is obviously a, just a redesign. This isn't going to have more power. No, on a pro it's not a pro. System, it's just so. PS5 2.0. Where we but took also, out do you think, is this a test for them to go, well, maybe the pro doesn't have a disk drive? I don't know. Good. <laughs> it depends. So, yeah, I know. No, I don't want it to go that way either. But it, at some point, it's good. going to. Um, yeah, I don't know. I it, It's going to be very interesting to see. I believe it's real. It's definitely There's too much evidence. Real. There's too much evidence to support it um i will take a wait and see approach but i feel like by the end of january we're going to be talking more about this so because i think they're going to show it off pretty soon yeah um all right our next email comes from dennis from san diego california says hi guys was curious if any of you have a favorite holiday themed video game that you will crack open and replay each year thanks um i thought about this like i don't really think like there's not a lot of like holiday themed games the only one i can think of recently and i did replay it like one other holiday but i haven't since is dead rising 4 yeah because that one's set around christmas not a bad game not the best dead rising game but it's not a bad game um pretty solid christmas game for sure 
Uh, but that's kind of it. Like, I, I was trying to think, like, I'm sure there's something else that's major that I'm not thinking of, but I don't really um, have not like, really a holiday yeah. themed game that I play. Holiday movies for sure. I, but, um, yeah, I do tend like there's a couple games that I try to play every, every yeah. year or so. And like, I was just thinking to myself the other day, it's like, man, I, I really feel like I should probably play Link's Awakening again, especially now that I have yeah. the Switch version. Like, that's, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, hot take but that is my favorite zelda game i don't care like mm-hmm. even just the game boy version like I, i've played through that game probably you know 10 times and not and i'm not mm-hmm. a speedrunner guy who just sits here and plays it every day it's just i play it every so often but for whatever reason i just thought the other day it's like you know what i should go back and play Link's awakening dx on my pocket because that'll probably look incredible yeah. on there um and i haven't and i haven't really done that so that that would probably be one just because it's a game i replay all the time and it's generally around sure. this time of year just because i have memories of getting it for christmas but um yeah like the actual like theme games i don't i don't think there's one i'm not a big horror game guy there's a couple i like but um i tend to stay away from like the the more brutal ones so there's not really <laughs> yeah, like, like halloween things i do yeah like i would say for for like holiday theme like i don't really have um like christmas i don't really have anything but like i will replay the original resident evil every year like i do that Mm -hmm. every year sometimes more than once um that's probably the biggest one another one that it's not every another the other couple ones i have they're not every year they're every couple years i will do a run of bully it's one of my favorite games of all time um and i will do a run almost every year i do a run of uh symphony of the night um and then i probably i'd say every like two years i will do a run of final fantasy 7 like the mm. ps1 not the remake but the ps1 version now there's that great ps4 version you know where you can speed up and slow down that makes that run go a yeah. lot faster <laughs> and it's a great way to play it but uh i do that like every two years or so um because it gets to that point where i'm like yeah i really feel like playing final fantasy 7 again so um i'll do that with like that game um maybe once every while i'll I'll run through super mario world yeah i do that Um, every so often there's multiple ways to play that really easily now so switch you know you can play it there i haven't played earthbound Um, in a long time um (laughs) i get to go um, back to final fantasy 4 now again which is nice yeah i'm actually gonna i've I've decided i'm just gonna play through all six of those games in order like i just take on that task (laughs) the the final fantasy pixel yeah yeah you should i'm just gonna do it you should um the other one that i'll say like if i ever want to do a stream for the channel and i can't think of a game to play i will just fuck around with the original dead rising yeah so i play th- i've played through that many times that's just i that's my favorite one that's that's easily the one that i love running through the most uh because i love them all for that but it, like holiday themed eh, like nah. halloween time i will try to play horror games because that's my favorite genre of game but i they're not always the same ones every year obviously uh with the exception resident evil but resident evil it's not even halloween like usually it's like around february march and before we had the easy like you could play that everywhere i was literally cracking down a gamecube and playing it that way (laughs) so i would do that every year i would bring out the gamecube bring out the memory card you know me and my buddy would would do we'd just switch off like if if one of us died or something we just run through it so yeah um then i i got to the point we were doing speed runs so you know um but yeah i that's that would probably be my answer so but great question our our matt go ahead i forgot i oh, totally dude, forgot I about you. anything <laughs> i no, think I, you did <laughs> nope 
not a fucking thing. Is there anything you replay every so often? There's got to be like one game you've played multiple times. If I can think of one off the top of my head that I do enjoy going back to, I think it would be the trilogy of Onimushu. Okay, that's cool. I, okay. I think that's really it. But like, there's no holiday themed game. Like, there's nothing I, I yeah can, like, in, in hard. need of playing games that I like. I have to go back and yeah, play. So I think, for sure. I think for me, it's just because I like that 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 whole trilogy in itself. And I think that at points I'm like, you know what? I feel a little froggy. I think we can play this, even with its messed up uh, sticks and how the fuck you run around and shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we can do that. The uh, the one, uh, one other one I'll add, because I do do it every year. Um, and now that the remaster, the remasters of it are out, I'll do that again next year. It's why I didn't get the all the achievements in them this year, because I know I'll be playing it again. Uh, Mass Effect Trilogy. I run through mm-hmm. that every year. Oh. It's yeah. mostly because I get the itch to play the first one because that's my favorite one of the three. Right. But then when after I play for them, I'm like, let's just do two. Let's just finish <laughs> it. You know, so that's what happens every time. Yeah. So uh, and that's the reason, like, because when I finished them, I was like, I should run through like the hardest difficulty. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be playing this again next year. I'll just wait and do it then. So <laughs> it's pointless for me to just that do all sense. that now. So. Yeah. That that'll probably be in the spring. Whenever there's a lull in games, I'll, I'll usually it, it it never it's never like a specific time of year. It's usually when it's like okay, there's nothing coming out for like six weeks. I can run through three Mass Effect games. Yeah. So, yeah. so that would be the other one, and I've been doing that since the third one came out. So I did that when they were backwards compatible on the Xbox One, and then now these remasters are great. So and and I should plug real quick that's on uh, Plus this month. You can get that trilogy mm-hmm. if you have PlayStation Plus. That's a great plus get. So, um, all right, let's see our final, our final email. This is an interesting one. This one came through today. The title of this recording, uh, comes from Craig from Bakersfield, Missouri. He says, Hey guys, absolutely love the podcast. I have a question. I'm curious how you will all answer. What is a video game that you really love? That was critically panned. Oh, Man, I wish I had time more time to think about this. I know, I know. Yeah. It's a good one. I will tell you. Um, although I will say I recently replayed through this game. Uh, it, my opinion on parts of it have changed a little bit, but I still do not think it's as bad as the critics gave it. That's Resident Evil Six. Um, I still think the first two campaigns are fantastic. They're pretty good. But after that, when you get to the third part, it falls apart when you're playing as uh jake yeah. you know wesker's son and uh sherry it starts to fall apart and then um they they added later on the ability instead of unlocking it they put it in that you can do the whole part with ada that campaign if you play that now they force co-op into it now it's terrible yeah i remember it wasn't them meant to that, be yeah. that way yeah it doesn't work very well um that's going to be one of my answers. Another one, a big, a huge one for me. It wasn't like a hundred percent critically panned, but it didn't, it got, it did not get the high reviews that I would give it. Like this to me is like a top 10 of the generation game. The first Lords of shadow. Mm, I adore yeah. that game. You know, I adore that game that they, a very special game for me when it came out. Sequel was not nearly as good, but uh, I love that game. Critics. A lot of critics just called it a God of war clone. I thought it was better. They got a war, but I love Castlevania. So love that game. Like the twist at the end. 
that's pretty known. That's 12 years now. So people know what the twist of that game is. Um, that would be another one for me. Yeah. I, what do you got? Oh, Dan? man. Um, I'm trying to, <laughs> so I'm just trying, I'm trying to like think of like games that I really like that like people just don't like. One of them is, and you agree with me, that murdered soul suspect game. Like, yeah, but I like that too. I love yeah, that. I, I love that like, game, but people, it, it was, yeah, I know what the problems panned. are, and people did not like it. And that studio, mm-hmm. I think, shut down like long after, like shortly after. Yeah, it I'm did. trying to remember the name of that, but it didn't sell um, well at all. The other games, other games I really like that never really get a high score, at least in I the, America. I have the GameStop uh, window poster. We got a window poster for that game. Remember that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> that was a big deal. Yeah. And they wanted us to get That's real like, reserves for it, and nobody bought it yeah. except me and you. Um, <laughs> another, like a series of games I really like that. Um, that people just don't know about or don't care is all the disaster report games. Like they never get great ratings just because they're I don't dislike um, those, but they don't get good reviews. They're slow and like they're they're puzzle games at the at the core. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but I there's something about them I really like in terms of just like the story of how they make these little stories work, like through disasters yeah. that these people have to survive through. Um, man, I'm trying to think of like other stuff I I liked that people did not like. Um, a more recent one I'll throw up there. I mean, obviously it has an audience because it's getting a sequel now, but like when Death Stranding came out, critics did not like Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so all over the place. I love that game. So like uh, for me, that was if if Control hadn't come out that year, that would have been my game of the year. But Control, I just was a, a better Too game good. overall. But Too good. Uh, I would put Death Stranding there because there are a lot of people that really hate it. So and I I didn't get the hate on it at all. You know so. a game that I really enjoyed that I know a lot of people I think I think weren't big fans of Max Payne three. Yeah, okay. I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't I think that would be like that. that. I like that game a lot. Uh, but yeah, I think Dead Dead to Rights yeah. was another one of those kind of games I like that was kind of like oh, that yeah, yeah. where not too many people seemed to. I think people disliked it because it was a Max Payne ripoff. Yeah, but I, I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was good. That was the one that you had the dog. Yeah. yeah. Max Payne 3 is really good, but yeah, I remember when it came out, there were critics that didn't like it. They thought it was too bleak Yeah, with all his uh, R&R in that game. Well, well, a little bit. A lot of drinking and taking drugs. Yeah. I love the game from the beginning. I think at the end of that game is fucking great. I agree. Oh, I have have another great one that uh, is the bouncer. Okay. I oh, yeah. Fucking love the bouncer. Like, <laughs> I don't care what anybody like. That game is great. It's twenty years old at this point, and it still looks good for a PS2 game. Uh, yeah, it does. It's just a fun. Uh, it's a beat 'em up game. It's just 3D and like with a weird ass square story and a guy who's <laughs> like the part two? dragon. Let's do it. Where's the bouncer too? Get it out here. <laughs> oh, that boy. was a that was a great one. I I really really love that game. That's and, a good and most one. Most people yeah. don't. Um. I'm trying. I'm looking through just like my PS2 games because that's where I played like a lot of like garbage stuff. There's a lot of games in that era that were critically panned. Yeah, that I that I actually enjoyed. Um, yeah. What else was? I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of like RPGs or stuff I liked. I remember. Uh, so I have to say this, and I'm just looking at it now. When <laughs> I was younger, I remember Driver. Oh yeah. Like Which one the? The original. Yeah, like the original okay. one. I think the original one got pretty decent reviews. The second one, I know, did. And the third one was panned. Oh, but I think, oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know if anybody likes second one, you could that. get out of the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another game that I know I know some critics liked, but I don't think people overall 
really got as into it as I did was L.A. Noir, just because. Yeah, I I, I liked L.A. Noir. I knew what that game was before I played it. But I remember when we were getting people hyped for it and like getting reserves for it. I had to. I was constantly explaining to people like, "This is not Grand Theft Auto. Not Grand Theft Auto. You cannot do what you want to do. This is a story based game made by those people." And it's in your puzzle solving <laughs> and like there will be like shootouts and stuff, but you can't just walk up to someone in the street and yeah. shoot them. So I think that turned a lot of people <laughs> off from that game. Um, For sure. But I was in love with that game. Really I thought it was like when I, I played it immediately, like nonstop, you finish a case and be like, let's just start the next one and see what happens. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that game, again, that's not a game where it kind of falls apart towards the end just because all of the good stuff in that game is like the first half of it. And then it, it kind of has to wrap up sure. the rest of it, but uh, yeah, that's a fantastic game. I'm I'm really sad we never got the proposed like sequel prequel. Remember they were talking about that for a while. Yeah, it's supposed to be like 1920s China with like the same kind of tech and stuff. And I was man, I was that tech was that. way ahead of its. Oh time my god! It came out, well, when you have an entire mini game in that game based on like half reading the people's cast of that faces, game was from Mad Men. I know, but like <laughs> the whole point of that game was to read people's faces. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> that's a really that's a good one yeah. too you know like i just I remember. if i think of any more I'll, I'll try to remember them for next time when we do it when we do this that's a month. good yeah that's a really good yeah. question um yeah. i need a what i'd actually i would actually like it for people to email us games they loved that yeah it's a good idea yeah. too that uh that critics hate because you know i also throw in there because i mentioned earlier dead rising four uh, critics didn't really care for it they kind of mm. they definitely pan yeah. three and yeah, i think i love three, three. Three is good, but I think it deserves some of the criticism because there was no mall. It was just a town. Yeah, but like uh, four brought the mall back, but I thought the mall was good. But three, four. you and I had a blast because like we didn't have to yeah. hang out near each other. Like we were just playing. No, Dead that was Rise. the first one where it's like, yeah. you can be on the other side of the map. Yeah. So like we, we had a blast playing through that game definitely worked better as a co-op experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely panned because it wasn't like the first two. But yeah, I thought that was OK when we played it. And then four. Is, I did too four is a little bit too much like the first two with some stuff removed, but it's still fun. Yeah. I mean, again, the main reason people pan that game is because the original voice actor didn't come back to play Frank. He looks different. Yeah. Like the, it's all he looks different kind of wacky, but, but I enjoy, I enjoy it for, yeah, it's for a good what game. it is. So but yeah, I think it's good. I would, I, I would say listeners, please, please email in your, yeah. it doesn't have to be a super long email. You can just be like, Hey man, I really like this game and I know people hate it, but this is why I love it. I would love to know that kind of stuff always fascinates me because I love it when <laughs> people like, you know, quote unquote, bad games. Like it's just oh, fun. Exactly. For sure. For sure. But that's going to wrap it up uh, for, for not only this edition, I guess for the year of 2022. So we will be back uh, mid January. Of yeah, we're gonna take uh basically next week's like shows off, and then yeah, we'll be back two weeks after. We're just say in reality, yeah, it's literally just we're, Some month. we're not doing a show for for one right. week, basically. Um, so. I just wanted to say really quick as we wrap it up that like uh mm-hmm. I'm I'm appreciative to everybody who listens, like Kyle and I, and mm-hmm. you know, and Matt to a lesser extent. We've been doing this for over a year now, just as kind of like a fun project, and the fact that people listen to it and and email to us <laughs> is incredible for to me, sure. yeah. and I love every one of you. <laughs> Um, I would also like, like I asked before, like, you know, email us games you love that nobody does. I would like to get stories from people who like work at GameStop or worked retail anywhere else, just like weird customer stories you've had. And like, we can read them aloud and share them with everybody else. Like I would, I would like to have like a community aspect of like, 
the stupid customer you had to deal with, or I can't believe this happened because I, I love reading that kind of stuff just because yeah, we've all been through similar experiences. So it's always For nice sure. to like hear it. I got For one sure. real quick before we end. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I used to work at a subway and uh, oh, yeah. I remember specifically this one lady came in and I made her a whole sandwich. And at the end, you know, you're like salt, pepper, oil, vinegar. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember this lady made me like douse her sandwich for a good minute in like oil and vinegar, the whole thing. And I didn't say anything. Like I just kept looking at her and just kept squirting the bottle. And I was like, are we done? And she was like, yeah, that sounds good. And I was like, cool. And I remember wrapping <laughs> it up and watching her. It's just and she walks to the soaked. table and oh, she no. unwraps it and takes her first bite and comes back up to the counter. And, and wants goes, more? There's too much oil and vinegar. Oh, come on. And I was like, <laughs> lady, the whole point of this place is you watch me make your sandwich. Yeah. And like, yeah. I will pause and look at you at a certain point. Yeah. Oh, that my was God. probably like my, one of my worst ones. I have some other ones from Subway that were fantastically done. So if you guys want to hear a random Subway story. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's like I ordered Jersey Mike's the other day and I forgot to mark on there. Like, do not put the oil and the vinegar on there. And they just mm. soak. Well, that place is like, like that's don't. the point. That's the point. And like, I don't like, I love Jersey Mike's. I cannot stand the oil. Oh, I love oil and vinegar, but like, I don't want it to be dripping when I eat the sandwich. Well, it's like, I was watching commercial for the other day. It's literally in slow motion. It seems like for two minutes, you're just dousing <laughs> it with that shit. And I'm like, I can't do it, man. Like, it's no. That's good. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. But yeah, uh, please send, uh, as always, send your emails into podcast572 at gmail.com. Um, over, I, I, I can say overload us, but we'll probably have extra emails you know as we go into 2023 since we're off for you know an episode sure so but again thanks for sticking with us through 2022 uh, and we look forward to spending 2023 with you all take care have a good one and thanks for listening